If I started murdering people, there'd be none of you left. We all go a little mad sometimes. Well, sometimes that is better. Welcome to the Podcast Cemetery. Welcome to Podcast Cemetery with the Dead Walk and We Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Kyler. Welcome. I'm Veronica. We're back. It's been a little bit. It's just been a week. Yeah. We had some stuff going on with the house. And we had to get that all settled and it just took up way too much time and we were just too tired to Physically, do anything. mentally exhausted. Absolutely. We should be back in routine. Should be. <laughs> Hopefully try our best what are we going over today hereditary oh dear lord the greatest movie known to mankind this movie is oh god it's depressing and fucking terrifying at the same time it's scary it's i'm i'm seriously going to say right now that it is the scariest movie that i have seen oh by far I, it's in my top three. Whew, the imagery in this movie and just the entire tone of it is incredibly dark. It's an incredibly dark movie just like in its topic, basically, because it deals with grief. I mm. think that's a that's a really big tenet of the movie is dealing with grief and loss and things like that. Mental illness. Absolutely. It's really real. It strikes a nerve. Jesus. It hits a chord. There should be a trigger warning in the beginning of it. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be going over Hereditary. It was um, released in 2018, directed by Ari Aster, which this was his debut feature film. And holy shit, what a great start. He killed it. Absolutely. Absolutely. He did an amazing job with this. <clears throat> okay, so, um,. You want to get into it? Sure. All right. Well, the movie opens up with a uh, obituary for a woman named Ellen Taper Lee. And we find out that Ellen Taper Lee was an estranged woman who was very secretive. And she is survived by her daughter and her son-in-law. Who's the doctor? Yes, her daughter Annie, who is played by Tony Collette. And her son-in-law Steve, which is played by... Gabriel Byrne. Uh, she is also survived by her grandchildren, uh, Peter, played by Alex Wolf, who you'll recognize, which I didn't find this out until afterwards, but he was part of the Naked Brothers Band, which... Nostalgic. Holy shit, that's a throwback to childhood. Mm-hmm. And Millie Shapiro, who is playing Charlie. Mm-hmm. This is her acting debut. Well, she's little. Mm-hmm. She actually... um. She's a uh, stage performer. I found that out as well. So like Broadway? Th- yeah, like like on stage plays and things like, like that. Broadway. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I found that out that this is her first time like on screen. She has acting experience, but mm-hmm. it's all theatrical. Mm-hmm. All right, well, 
And then we get a um, <clears throat> panning shot of some miniatures. Some miniature houses, rooms, and things like that. And then it focuses on one room. And start to zoom in on it. It's a boy's room. Yes. A teenage boy's room. And then a little bit of a mindfuck moment happens because a person walks in through the door. Mm-hmm. Which I think that was a really cool effect. Dollhouse shop. Yes. It's good. The set for this movie is insane. Mm-hmm. It's they had to build a set for this because you'll you'll see in this movie as it plays that Ari Aster is a huge fan of wide shots. Apparently. <clears throat> huge fan of wide shots. I want to know like what his where his inspiration for wide shots come from. Like what his favorite movies are. Wes Anderson. Ah. This man has to be influenced by Wes Anderson. Probably. Well, um it's very aesthetically pleasing. It's a really good-looking movie. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, it's a really good-looking movie. It's just movie. super aesthetic. <laughs> it's very pretty. Like, you know, like and then the, I'm going to bring up The Invitation. That's a very aesthetically pleasing movie too. What? It's the invitation. Oh yeah, they're they're very aesthetically pleasing thrillers. Yeah, they just look good. Mm-hmm. They look good. Like even if the movie was not that great, mm-hmm. I would still give it a very high rating on the cinematography. Yeah, the cinematography, the actual like the the effort that it went into filming and taking shots. It's mm-hmm. great. Well, we find out that um. It is Peter's room, and the person that walked in was Steve, his dad, mm. and they're getting ready for uh, Ellen's funeral. A grandma's funeral. Yeah, they're getting ready for grandma's funeral. Mm-hmm. And then we got a cut to a treehouse outside, and this treehouse... Is badass. I would live in it. I would live in it. <laughs> but inside the treehouse is little Charlie mm-hmm. asleep in the treehouse mm-hmm. for some reason. I she just doesn't like to sleep in the house sometimes. Which, I mean, I don't blame her too much because, like we said, that tree house is badass. Mm, it's huge. It is. It's really big. It's like a house of its own. Mm-hmm. Well, after that, we get a little you cut. You said you're going to catch a cold. <laughs> after that, we get a little cut to the funeral scene where Annie is reading a, um, a eulogy mm-hmm. for her mom saying that her mom was a very secretive person and she's uh shocked. they've been estranged yes they mentioned that and she's surprised at how many people are at this funeral mm-hmm. because she didn't think that her mom knew this many people mm-hmm. which annie doesn't know who they are Mm-mm. they're just there people. they're just there i'm guessing it was an an open funeral yeah not a like <clears throat> invitation only funeral or like a reserved funeral i think it was just like a oh here's well, a time frame open door well no we're gonna find out who those people are <laughs> no i know but i'm just saying like yeah. since she does since the family the the direct family does not know these people then it's probably just a oh here's a funeral this was put in the newspaper show up if you well, know. yeah it's said in the obituary of the time and place of the funeral mm-hmm. and there's just one random dude where oh yeah this is an open casket funeral by the mm-hmm. way so we get to see miss ellen in all her dead glory mm-hmm. and charlie goes up to her to Pay her respects, I guess. And With just, a candy bar in hand. And there's this random dude that just gives this creepy-ass fucking smile to her. Yeah, why Charlie is looking over her dead grandmother eating chocolate. Mm-hmm. A full-blown chocolate bar, might I add you, just opens in the middle of this funeral and just starts eating. Hey, she likes sweets. She does, but I mean, like, she and it was weird. It's such a weird place. Annie makes a point. 
to ask Steve if there's nuts in that chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. Because Charlie is deathly allergic to nuts, mm-hmm. which will also come Well, most peanut play. allergies are extreme. Yeah, those are... The, you don't want to fuck around if you have a peanut allergy. Mm-hmm. You're going to fuck around and kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit after that, we find out that uh, Annie is actually the one making the miniatures. She does it for, I guess... Employment. Yeah, she does it for her job. It's her employment. She does it well enough to where she actually is going to be part of a gallery. Yeah, she's in an exhibit. Mm -hmm. She has an exhibit project that she's in the process of doing. And she also has a hospital uh, model miniature. I guess it's a blueprint for a new build building. Mm -hmm. Because she's in the process of putting it together. And Steve mentions to her, because in this scene, she's working in her little office. And... um, he asked her, he goes, he's like talking about it. He's like, oh, is this what the new building's going to look like? And I'm assuming because he's a doctor that he knows what it's for exactly, especially yeah. since it's a hospital. Mm. And they don't really seem very upset about the whole situation. No, Peter, distraught at all. Peter even says to um, Steve, he's like, should I, should I be more sad about this? Mm. It's like the only one that's really like visibly sad about the whole situation is Charlie. Mm. She's in her bed just distraught about the whole thing and well it's because mom goes around and does the rounds mm-hmm. after the funeral after they have dinner i guess she goes and does the rounds she goes into the kids rooms she comes to peter and she asks him she's like are you okay and he says yeah i'm fine and, and like weirdly enough he's like yeah i'm fine yeah he just he, he kind of feels guilty because he feels like he should be more sad mm-hmm. about the situation and then she goes into charlie's room and charlie is drawing mm-hmm. so when we find out like charlie is crafty like her mother and Charlie asks her mom, now that grandmom's gone, who's going to take care of her? Mm-hmm. Which, that was just... Weird. It's an odd thing to hear. Because that's your mother. Uh-huh. That's To tell your mom who's going to take care of you now. Yeah. Now that your grandma's passed away. But Charlie away. has, in her room, the first time you see her room, it's full of these weird little, like, pipe cleaner, rando object like, models. Junkyard Tinker toys. Yeah. I guess is the best way to explain just it. Just random shit that she's put together into little beings. Charlie just likes to take Altoid tins and like bottle caps and Paper things clips. like that and just turn them into little figures. Mm-hmm. And, and she's also a drawler. She always has her drawing. Yes, always has her notebook. She with always her. has a notebook because she's always drawing. She was actually drawing in the funeral when her mom was giving the eulogy. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Was Steve drawing. was kind of like, hey, Put it away. And there's a time and a place for this. But Annie sees um, a word written on Charlie's wall. The word is satiny. S-A-T-O-N-Y. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. Syntony? Syntony? Satony? I don't know. Syntony or something like that. (laughs) But. um, No contacts. We get no contacts from this. Yep. She nope. just looks at it and moves and on. This is going to be a constant theme throughout the movie, mm-hmm. where you just get these quick, um, these quick cuts to words written on Saint-ony. the wall. Uh, Annie goes up to the attic and looks through some old photo albums and finds a note from her mom mm-hmm. saying something about how their sacrifice will peril in comparison to the reward that they will receive. Mm-hmm. She said, due to my death, it's becoming... Very, very cryptic, yeah. very mysterious note left behind. It starts by out, this... like, with her saying, like, 
oh, we knew this time was going to come, blah, blah, blah. I knew I was going to die. Don't mourn me too much. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be hard on the family, Mm -hmm. but you're going to, you're going to gain something out of this. Yeah. And, and, and she's just kind of like, she makes this like dumb, Annie makes this like dumb founded face. And then she's like pissed off because Mm -hmm. there's clearly a tension between her and her mother anyway. And she's like probably thinking in her head, oh, I can't believe my mom just played down her own death like this. Who gives a shit? And then just tucks it away. And then we get the first, like, I guess you could call it, oh shit moment of this movie. Because Annie stands up and sees the figure of her mother standing in the shadows of the attic. Yeah, as she puts the box away and walks out the door and turns around to look behind the boxes. And I'm getting chills right now thinking about that. Behind the boxes. Because that scene, just like, that that shit always gets me in horror movies Mm -hmm. when... You just you, like you see the figure in the corner, but mm-hmm. it's in like a dark corner. So it's you not hyper focused either. Exactly, she's out of focus yeah. in it, which I think just adds to the and she ominous has ambiguity. This fucking menacing, huge smile grin. on oh, her face. Oh god, just oh, it's, it, and it's it me disgusting. Out. It just makes me feel gross. It makes me feel like I have to shower. It's a Deborah Logan type shit where you're I, just I, like I, creepy old fucking lady. Oh my god, I. <laughs> Creepy Ellen. and she freaks out. She fucking freaks out. Yep, she goes and she turns, slams. She, she goes slams. no. She goes and turns the light on, mm-hmm. and then she's gone. And she slams the door. And then as yep. she's walking out, I remember this like spot on. As she's walking out of the well, it's not the attic. I think it's her. It's an office that has the boxes in it. Because she walks yeah. down the hall. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. she looks in the next room off of this office, and it's her mom's room. Mm-hmm. And the door is well, open. No, before that. um before she leaves, we get a shot of um, another miniature that Annie had created. Oh, yeah. This one. I didn't even want to bring it. I thought I could just breeze past it. Oh, so no. I didn't we're not breezing past this because this is a big thing. It's disgusting. It's a miniature of Annie in bed. In bed with her infant. Breastfeeding what I assume to be Charlie. Yes, this is an infant. And her mother. In a nightgown. In a movie. In a nightgown. Standing next to her. With her full titty out. Showing, offering to breastfeed that full child. Full tit. Either showing her how to breastfeed that child or offering to breastfeed that child. I think. Either way, there's intentions of, here, let me do this. Mm-hmm. I can handle this. Full on titty. If my mom ever so fucking thought, anybody's mom, your mom, my mom, walks into a room mm-hmm. and just pops a titty out at me. That's, I, <laughs> no thank you. Oh, I forgot to mention that um, the uh, the note that she found was in a book about spiritualism. Mm-hmm, spiritualism. A little interesting. Uh, she walks see. out and walks. That's when she walks down the hall mm-hmm. and she sees her mom's room and her mom's room is open and she like looks in there for a minute, does a little glaze over it, shuts it, mm-hmm. locks it, locks it. My dad, you locks it, and then Steve is turning the corner and she goes, "Did you open mom's room for any reason?" He's like, "No." Uh-huh. And then we're like, how the fuck did that door get open? <laughs> and then it's, um, it cuts to what I assume to be the next day. And mm. we see Charlie sitting in class with her friends. Or Actually, I don't think that she has friends. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Bless she her makes heart. toys out of trash. Yeah. I would, I'm sorry, but if I was... She's what? Middle school age? I think she's... 
13. Middle school age. Yeah, she's 13. I think she's like 12 she's or 13. 13. Middle school age. So she's probably like, what, a 7th or an 8th grader? Mm-hmm. I, at 7th or 8th grade, 7th and 8th graders are mean. And mm. she wears this weirdly large oversized hoodie. Yeah. Her hair is always disheveled. She, like, rarely speaks in public. And to top everything off, she has a physical abnormality Mm -hmm. she has the same um what what is it the same uh condition or something that uh dustin from stranger thing has Mm -hmm. same thing so she's uh, uh, her features are almost scary (laughs) <laughs> like naturally and they're scary in the right sense we're context. not saying disabled people are scary no in the right context <laughs> in this horror movie and it being a horror movie or a thriller a dark thriller it, it's scary it's scary there's scary yeah. features if she was in if she was in some light of my life type fucking movie like la la land or like did some kind of broadway play that was beautiful and gorgeous i wouldn't see it in that sense but because this is hyper focused on being dark I, I saw it as a little disturbing. Yeah, and she's just kind of shabby. She's, I guess you yeah, could say. she doesn't like, she just, her hair's always disheveled. She, like, always has this, like, grimace, mm-hmm. I don't very care stoic. looking very stoic. face on her. But as Charlie's. So she probably doesn't her, have friends. Yeah. She's just sitting in her class alone with her notebook drawing. Yeah, as Charlie's in her class looking out the window, a fucking bird just flies into the window and smashes against it, which I don't know if it made you jump, but it made me jump a little bit. No, I didn't get scared. <laughs> just a random bird just smacks into that goddamn window. Yes. And then... Leaves a little blood smear. Uh-huh. All the kids in the class are like, Ah! Scared, bud! <laughs> and then... The buds! Just like everyone... It seems like everyone in the class is, is affected by it, except Charlie. Mm-hmm. Where she's, she's just, just dead face, Stone glare It's almost it. like an intrigue instead of like... Mm-hmm. A shock. All the other kids are like, oh my god. Mm. That bird just committed suicide. Yep. And then she's over here like, okay. <laughs> that happened. When's lunch? <laughs> and then we get a shot of Charlie focusing on a pair of scissors. In the classroom. On the teacher's desk. Yeah. While the teacher's talking and still trying to educate these children. Uh-huh. And then we cut to outside. And candy bar in hand, might I add you. Charlie takes... First she finds it in the bushes. Uh-huh. It's laying on the bushes, laying on the top, properly on the top. My, just to think about it too, like what kind of school, like I'm sorry, but like my, if it was my school, my teacher would have called maintenance and been like, this bird just mm-hmm. massacred itself on my classroom window and then it would have <laughs> been gone. The bird still wouldn't have been there. So uh-huh. I'm thinking what had happened is class got out to lunchtime. Because there's kids running around in the background, mm-hmm. having a good time. She has candy bar in hand. And then she pulls the pair of scissors. The big out of her old shears. And proceeds to cut the head off of this bird. Slowly. And put the head in her fucking pocket. Back with the scissors. Candy bars in hand the whole time. She does this with one hand. One hand. She doesn't hold the bird. She just. <laughs> Cuts it. Uh, she I, just, I, just, I just remember, like, I have the visualization of her just, like, slowly cutting the head mm-hmm. off of it. Mm-hmm. And you hear it, all mm-hmm. the crunching and, like, squishing noises. It's gross. Yeah, but you can also hear the candy bar wrapper in her hand squishing around, mm-hmm. too. 
And then... Always has a candy bar. Mm -hmm. I need to live her life, man. <laughs> and then it, it just cuts to the inside of Annie's mom's room, and we see a large triangle. Don't we get a shot of Peter in class first before then? Because we get shots of both of them in class, and he is staring at the girl oh, across yeah. from him. Yeah, he's like creepily looking. So at this, this whole girl scene, that sits in this front whole of him. yeah, this whole scene is both of the kids in school. Yeah, um, a lot of it's hyper focused on Charlie and her weird shit and bird head cutting off and stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's a scene after the bird hits the window before we see the scene of Charlie cutting the head off the bird. Mm -hmm. You see Peter in his classroom, which I'm thinking they go to the same school. If she's in middle school, he's a high schooler, then they're probably in the same school, or. They're in the same district. Like, yeah. their schools are probably close to each other. Yeah. He's sitting in this classroom. And there's a girl, not in front of him, but in the row next to him, in front of him. And she's doing something. She's writing. And he is just... just staring at her ass. I just staring at her. And then she turns and she looks at him and he stops staring at her ass and then he stares at her face. <laughs> Either way, I... She and she turns around and looks at him. He doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. Well, and he just keeps staring. Which he like keeps staring. when you're when you're staring at someone and you're caught, you're like, oh, you like look away. You don't just be like, hi. But his friend saves his ass because his <laughs> friend hands him a note, and and then he picks up the note and he looks over at his friend, or his friend shoots a paper wad at him and he looks over at him, and his friends go. So we meet in after school and we smoke it. Oh, yeah. Are we smoking? <laughs> and then this is when we find out Peter is a pothead. Yep. And he, like, is like, heck yeah. And then the girl hears that and turns around and smiles mm -hmm. at him, which I don't know why she even still smiled on him because he's being really creepy. And if you're, like, a high school girl and he's being that creepy, I would think that he was, like, just horrendously weird and I wouldn't mm -hmm. pay attention to him. But apparently we find out Peter's a pothead and he stares at girls' asses. Yeah, he's so he's like, creepy. um, a total 17-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he is. <coughs> While his sister's cutting heads off of birds, he's mm. a normal 17-year-old male. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we get a shot of the inside of Annie's mom's room, Ellen's room, and there's this large triangle painted... On the floor. On the floor. In between the bed and her, and like, uh, vanity. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then that's... That's it. That's just it. That's all we get for that. It's just a triangle on that the floor. That is all we get for that. I actually thought when I first saw it, it wasn't painted. It was like, because it's hardwood floors. It looks like it's mm -hmm. been like branded. Etched. Like branded mm. into the floor. Like some type of, because it just looks like it looks like um, like burned wood. Yeah. So I think it might have been branded into the floor. I don't know. But then they get a call on their house phone. Mm -hmm. And... Why they have a fucking house phone, might I add you? It's yeah, 2018. It's 2018. Get you have a fucking, fucking house phone. phone. <laughs> Stupid. And we find out that Ellen's grave has been desecrated. Steve answers the phone. Mm -hmm. Not Annie. Steve answers yep. the phone. And Steve, all of a sudden, you hear like, blah, 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 blah. And then you and hear I Steve go. A you, week. Yeah, you hear Steve go. You've got to be kidding me. Uh -huh. And then something else is said, and he goes, it's only been a week. Yep. And that's when you find out that, like, 
she had been dug up out of the motherfucking ground. Exhumed. Yes. Exhumed are the exact words. The grave was exhumed out of the ground. Mm. And Steve answers this and doesn't at all mention it to his wife. Oh, no. Not in the slightest. He says his wife actually comes out of the room and goes, is everything okay? And he goes, yeah, I just have to get some work done. Steve is... An awesome husband. He's a good husband, and he's a good dad. He's an awesome husband. I feel so bad for him throughout mm-hmm. this entire movie. Mm-hmm. There are two people that you feel bad for throughout this entire mm-hmm. movie, and it's Steve and Peter. Mm-hmm. These two get the worst of fucking everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Get the brunt of everything. Well, good thing that these fucking everybody's sticking their asses in their face. They're mm-hmm. like just completely railed and run over. But he does. He just like smugly and sweetly. He's like. No, I just got to get some work done. And lovingly kisses his wife and just Mm. goes on. Doesn't even mention, protects his wife from the fact that his his mother-in-law had just been exhumed out of the ground less than a week after she'd been buried. And just goes and hides this from her. Which might I add you, would you hide that from me? Oh, if your parents' grave had been exhumed? Yeah, within a week. I... Would you wait? Or would you tell me? Yes. I want to know, like, <laughs> what would your first instinct, would you probably be like, tell me? I would probably be in shock for a second. I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't even know what to say to the person I was on the phone with. He's I'd, so nonchalant like, about it. What the fuck do you do in that situation? That's like, it's a, where the fuck is Ashton Kutcher? Like, am I being punked right now? Like, my what do you mean? wife. What do you mean my, my mother-in-law's mother-in-law. grave was fucking exhumed? he never tells her though he Mm. never tells her he finally does but it's long long Mm. in months in yeah well after that whole. i don't think he was ever gonna tell her i don't think so after that whole thing annie says that she's gonna go to the movies go to the movies which this is okay this is this is annie's version of patrick bateman's i have to return some videotapes it is (laughs) It is. You were the one to bring that up, and it's spot on. Mm-hmm. Because whenever there's an awkward situation, Annie's just like, I'm going to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. But turns out she's not going to the no, movies. No, she never goes to the movies. Nope. She ends up going to a group therapy session for people who have experienced loss. Of a loved one. <laughs> loss of a loved one. It's a... It's a... It's a... Um, what do they call them? My grandmother went to one a while ago. They call them um, uh, to, gr- to grieve and overcome. Oh. It's like there's like a thing to grieve and overcome, um, to join around people who have all felt the same emotions that you have. And it's all, the invitation. There's like a leveling <laughs> plane. Like there's a leveling playing field mm. to, to mourn with others who yeah. all feel the same significant loss mm-hmm. like you know and then also you go there to hear other stories they're like three times worse than yours so you feel better i think annie wins i know but i mean <laughs> like you most people go there mm-hmm. and then you go there and like oh i lost my mom yeah. okay and then this lady comes out of the blue and she's like well my toddler drowned yeah and then you're like my life is mm-hmm. not that fucked up everyone's sitting in a circle in their chairs and uh, they want Annie to share who well, she's the, there for. The, the group leader says, yeah. hi, you're new. Tell us what's going yeah. on. He asks Annie to share, and this is when we find out that Annie's mom suffered from DIY. Well, first she says no. 
She yeah, she, she didn't goes, want to at first. She goes, no, I'm not here to say anything. I'm just mm-hmm. here to, like, observe. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, fine. And then there's, like, a radio silence. And then for some reason, she just... Starts talking. Know, blue changes her mind. Yeah, she just starts talking. Yeah. She doesn't go, oh, yeah, I'll tell people. She just starts it. Mm. Like, might I add you, if I was sitting in that group... I would think, you know, that's it. She said no. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And then all of a sudden she just keeps going. I'm going to be like, you said no. Bitch, make up your mind. Right. <laughs> but that's where we learned that Annie's mother, Ellen, suffered She goes, hi, from... I'm Annie. My mom just passed away. She suffered from DID and dementia. Mm-hmm. Which, that is a fucking combo. Mm-hmm. And that they had to move back into her house. Yes. When, it, when things started to get really bad with those two... Mm. Um, Ellen moved in with Annie and mm-hmm. Steve and she their She said, kids. I moved my mother in mm-hmm. because my husband and I were taking care of her. My husband was like her doctor per se. Yeah. Like he could help her. Um, she was like, she was like, I really didn't want it to happen, but it just seemed like I was obligated mm-hmm. to move her in. My, Cause my dad's not around. And then we figure out what happens to her dad. He died of starvation due to, she just said, a psychotic episode. He starved himself to death. Mm-hmm. Nobody starved him. He did it to himself. He literally stopped eating till he died. And we also find out... She had a brother. So this is why it all comes for a circle, because she goes, oh, my mom's illness landed in my hands because mm-hmm. nobody else in my life is around. Yep. She goes, because I'm the only one that could take care of her. Because her brother hung himself mm-hmm. in her mother's bedroom. Yep. And his last words to his mother were... She's trying to put people inside me. I killed myself. Like, I'm going to do mm-hmm. this because she's trying to put people inside of me. So they just and said that schizophrenic. he had carried on mental illness in the mm-hmm. family and had schizophrenia. That's... So she was left <laughs> alone to take care of her mother because <laughs> nobody else was around. Just, you win. You win. Mm-hmm. We're done. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, you take the grief cake. Right. And then it cuts to the next day again, and we're back in school. Starved myself to death. <laughs> That's so brutal. Mm-hmm. That's so brutal. That takes a lot. <laughs> that takes so much. So much willpower. So uh, much, like, genuine, like, n- there's a thought process behind it's that. long and drawn out. And slow. And it has to be painful. And not only that, you have to be the person... To not put food in your mouth. Mm. So there is something in your head that's louder than your own fucking national, like natural, like, oh, whatever, natural <laughs> urge to satisfy hunger. Mm-hmm. Because we are primal animals. At some point, a primal instinct kicks in yeah. and we binge because our bodies are like, you're fucking starving. Go hunt. There's mm-hmm. a refrigerator and eat everything in it. <laughs> so he had something, a voice in him or around him, my dad, his fucking wife was a lunatic, was loud enough to say, no, no. fuck you. No. You don't, you don't get it. to do that. You don't let that primal urge mm-hmm. set in. Then the next day, we're back in school and we see Peter being his creepy self. Staring at this over this fucking girl. girl again. <laughs> Gross. And then it cuts to Charlie. Teenage hormones. And Charlie is sitting in her seat and we see this weird blue light mm-hmm. 
like manifest in the perimeter of the room. It takes up the entire perimeter of the room. It does this in like weird, a line. Like, so like in the game in the game portal it does that like rebound light. Like scanning almost. Yes. And like then when condenses you, down when, into one focus. When you light. open a portal in the game portal, there's like a backlight that comes mm-hmm. and like flat like lights up the room really fast in a flash mm-hmm. and that's kind of what it's like mm-hmm. it's like Weird. a blue light that is in a ring around the entire perimeter of the room and then condenses down into one tiny ball an orb my dad and it, it looks like it charlie is like looking at her reflection and it looks like it goes into her in reflection her You'd like into her, but not her. Yeah, into her, looking at her. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it, that's it. This is all we fucking. Yeah, see. it's a normal school day, apparently. Yeah, that's it's, a normal school day. Uh, I don't understand. And then we also get to see Charlie when she comes home from school. Oh wait, no, and actually, at, um, that wasn't at school when Charlie saw the light. She was in her room. She was in her room. She was in her room. I oh, yeah, because she sees the light go out the window. And then she goes outside. So that light scans a room, and then it floats around her face for a minute. I remember. It, like, floats yeah, around her little, face. We got a little mixed up. It, it like, focuses on the window. Yeah, but it, like, bounces around in front of her, and she, mm. you can see this little girl, like, making direct eye contact with this orb. And then yeah, it goes... She knows that it's yeah, there. Yeah, she can fucking see like, it. It's not like something that only the we audience can see. can see. Yeah, no, she can see it. And then it goes... And then it like lightning bolts itself out of her own window. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden it's like... she's It's gone. Mm-hmm. And then there's a scene of her exiting her back door. Carrying the bird head. With a crown on it. Yep. She put a little dumb fucking paper foil crown... On this bird head. And it hasn't... She didn't build a body on it. It's just... And she's... A head. She's walking through, I guess, her backyard. Yes, her backyard. Which is fucking enormous. It's fucking huge. It's a mountain. <coughs> it's like the side of a fucking cliff. Oh, by the way, this was filmed in Utah. Mm-hmm. And Utah is... Gorgeous. Fucking beautiful. It's beautiful out there. everywhere. hmm And she just stops. And off in the distance... Behind she sees her. You see it first. And uh, then you see her turn. She sees... Fire. Fire. A lot and of fire. there's something in the middle of it that's burning. Uh, and then there's a naked being. Mm-hmm. A naked woman. A naked woman in the yard next to them. Just there. With fire. Uh-huh. What kind of weird coveny cult shit? Mm-hmm. And then, then her mom... Annie comes up and, like, snaps her out of it. <laughs> because Charlie was in a date. Yeah, she was gone. She was out of it. And we, we find out that she's, like, walking through her yard. In her socks? No, barefoot. No, she has socks on. No, she's completely barefoot. No, because when she comes back inside, she's about to go up the stairs. And her mom said, you take those socks off. You remember? She's standing at the bottom of the stairs and she takes two steps up. Oh. And she goes, you're not wearing those socks up there. Mm. She's in her fucking socks and they're soaking wet. And she's tromping through the backyard. Mm. And she comes, she's like, you're barefoot. Mm. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> Might I ask you, my favorite part was when the opening scene, when Steve goes to get Charlie out of the fucking treehouse. You slept out here last night? She goes. You're going to get a cold. She goes, okay. <laughs> she goes, okay. <laughs> like, he's so fucking exhumed mm-hmm. and like, like, I can't believe you did that. And she's just like, stands there and she's like, 
okay. Mm. Same thing happens when her mom's like, you walked around with your socks on. Yeah. She's like, okay. She goes, uh, I saw grandma. Mm. Didn't she say that? No. She says something like there's people over there. Yeah, she she says something about it, but Annie just yeah breaks it off. Just She's doesn't like, there's even, people over there. Doesn't even acknowledge <laughs> it. There's people over there. Which I don't know how you don't see a giant fucking fire. And people. I, uh, or there's anyway. a person. A person, people. She says that there's somebody over that hill. Mm-hmm. And her mom is just so distraught that she's out there in her socks. <laughs> anyway. She comes back in the house, and then mm-hmm. Charlie's about to walk up the stairs mm-hmm. in these wet-ass, soggy socks. My dad, you, I can feel that, and it just grosses me out. I hate it. And she's like, take those socks off. You're not going uh-huh. up those stairs. So she goes, she does, like, this is the first time you actually see, like, a teenager reaction. And she's like, <sighs> she, like, comes <laughs> back down the stairs and takes the socks off and leaves them on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then goes back up. And then Peter tries to convince Annie to go to... What What did he say it was? Well, at school, he got invited to a party. Mm. And we... While Charlie is at home and you see the scene, you also are aware... Well, he gets invited to a party online. Yeah. Because... Before this scene of Charlie walking into her backyard and seeing a fire and people, mm-hmm. you see Peter Instagram stalking this fucking girl. Uh-huh. And when I mean Instagram stalking, this kid has like four pages up at the same time. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Four he pages this girl a little at too the same much. time. And he's just cruising through these photos of her. And then he gets a message mm-hmm. saying... There's a party at blah, 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 mm. and then there's weed. Like, yeah. there's Bud. Come on. Like, come hang out with us. We're going to get high. You get to stare at this fucking girl some more. Mm-hmm. So, when Charlie is being yelled at for going up the stairs with her socks on, her brother is coming around the corner, and he says, there's a... Some, some sort a of school, school function. Yeah. yeah, like a school... There's a school function that Basically, my friend... lies to Andy. Yeah, there's a school function that my friends party. are going to be at. And she goes, do you want to go? And he said, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Annie's like, do you want to take your sister? Do you want to take your sister? And there's a hesitation <laughs> where he's like, not really. We're like... This is something where, like... It's real. You can't say no to this Mm -hmm. like if you have a siblings be like well you want to take your sister with you it's like you can't be like no he says not really (laughs) he literally says not really (laughs) no he goes to charlie he's just like well this is no because he says not really she's like Mm. you can take your sister he says not really and he goes did you ask her Mm -hmm. and he then that's when that's when he's like oh shit i didn't it's like no should i (laughs) <laughs> and, like, he just stares at Annie for a minute, and then she gives him this, like, all-knowing, all we've all seen this face, like, the mom face. You're gonna take your fucking sister. <laughs> we've all seen this mom face, where, like, she looks at him, and she's like, go ask your fucking sister. Mm-hmm. And she says it with a look, and he goes, and he walks away from the door, mm-hmm. and he goes and sees his sister, and mm-hmm. he goes, and he says it to her, a party. Uh-huh. Do you want to go to a party? Mm-hmm. And Charlie even is like, not really. Yeah, she doesn't want to. She doesn't even want to go to this thing. No. She's like, 
not really. <laughs> and he goes, okay. And I guess they just compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, she, he goes, you can draw. That's his yeah. guilt trip to her. Which, Bring your notebook. You'll be able to draw. She could do that at fucking home. She could do that at home. She could go to the fucking park and do that. Mm. She could go to the library and do that. He says, you could draw. And I guess, like, she just gives in to him. You know, Mm -hmm. it's her brother. She's like, she trusts him. She gives in. She trusts him. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's my soul to say. And then before they leave, we get a little cut to another miniature, Mm -hmm. which is Annie and Steve sleeping in bed Mm. with Annie's mom just watching over them from Mm -hmm. the doorway, which Mm -hmm. is... Ugh. And that's a miniature she's working on when um, Peter comes back to the corner and he says, we're leaving. <coughs> Excuse me. Because he comes into the doorway into mom's office, into Annie's office, and mm-hmm. says, we're leaving. And he's got Charlie. And Charlie has her same hoodie and her fucking yep. notepad and this fucking sweltering, I don't want to be here look on her face. Mm-hmm. And then you see the miniature because she goes, okay, um... Don't get back too late. She's yeah. like, don't get back too late. Um, and and he and specifically, she says, watch your sister. Yep. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Been here, done this. I get it. Yeah. And then that's when you see the miniature that Annie is making, and it's fucking creepy. Oh yeah. And then we get a scene in the house party with he pulls up, mm-hmm. goes in this house. By the way, it's a fucking gorgeous house. Oh god, yeah. Whoever I said. I said when we watched this, I was like, if this is like a teenager lives here and their parents are gone, mm-hmm. I could not even tell you how fucking furious, how nice that house <laughs> is, how furious their parents are going to be. Their parents are going to come home and be like, you threw a party in my $1.5 million estate? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we get a scene in the inside of the party and we, we could tell that Charlie just doesn't want to be there. Well, the first scene is them standing in the doorway mm-hmm. and Peter looks over into the kitchen and there is someone chopping walnuts and making cake. There's a big bowl of cake batter being stirred mm-hmm. next to it and violently, violently chopping walnuts. Yep. This poor fucking, I don't know who gave this teenager a fucking knife because she's know. just pop, 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 and pop, pop. Bakes a cake in the middle of a house party. Yeah. You gotta think about I that too. I want to make that cake. That's some dumb shit. It's stupid. You, I, I didn't see any binge drinking <laughs> and vomiting and twerking. What kind of house party <laughs> is what this? What kind of 2018? What kind of 2018? And then he sees the fucking girl mm. on the couch that he's so fucking smitten over. And Charlie's just following him because he sees her and he just yeah. is slowly magnetized to this girl. Mm-hmm. And he's walking towards her and Charlie is like trying to keep up the pace behind him. Yep. And dodging all of these random teenagers. Mm-hmm. And so Charlie and Peter are doing their thing and Peter's like, you know what? Stay here for a minute. I'm going to go off with my friends when... In reality, Peter is just going to smoke weed. And fucking hang out with this chick. Mm-hmm. Because he mentions this chick. He literally comes over to her. Mm-hmm. I've never seen somebody so proud of themselves. Comes over to and her. And she, th- this girl, is completely uninterested in mm-hmm. Peter. You can, you can tell. She come, He comes over to her, dead serious. Sister in the background. And just pulls a fucking bag of weed out of his pocket. Mm-hmm. Drops it in front of her face like it unrolls. And uh-huh. he's like... You want to smoke? Uh-huh. 
and then they go into That's the room. That's his pickup you, line? You can, you can tell that this girl doesn't like him, because when they walk into this room with the other people, mm-hmm. she's just like... Oh, Peter barely, brought weed. Yeah, barely acknowledges his existence, mm-hmm. other than the fact that he has weed. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't even care that he's there, just cares that he has fucking bud. But, before they go upstairs, Peter says to Charlie, he goes, I'm leaving. And mm-hmm. she goes, well, what am I going to do? And he goes, we well, can draw. Mm-hmm. And she's like, eh. And she doesn't seem interested. And he goes, they made cake. <laughs> so, oh, Go look, ask them cake. for some cake. Because we know Charlie has a chocolate obsession. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, what if they don't give me a piece? And he's like, it's a party. They're going to give you a piece. <laughs> like, just ask. And she's like, ah, cake. Mm-hmm. She goes over and gets herself a huge fucking piece of cake. Sitting there on the couch eating cake while Charlie's upstairs hitting on this girl and smoking weed. And these teenagers upstairs smoking weed are watching some fucking crazy shit on the internet. Some best gore type shit. Some fucking heads being taken off by guillotines. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, might I add to you, this is the weirdest house party I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. This is... This is not a house party I've been to. <laughs> and I've been to... I had my era of high school house parties, and I can honestly tell you, I've never been to a house party like mm-hmm. that. Nobody baked me shit. Yeah. Nobody brought me fucking weed. Nobody was watching murder. And <laughs> <sighs> we get a scene of Charlie and a piece of cake. Watching these teenagers. And then, just as an audience member, you're like, no, 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 no. Because you know there's fucking nuts in that cake. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know. Nobody nope. knows in this movie, but you know mm-hmm. because you watched that cake being made. And then after she eats the cake, see that she's kind of like grabbing at her throat a little she's bit. She's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, she's a little uncomfortable. And then you get a scene of Peter and his friends inside the room. Peter and is mid-bong rip. Peter's mid-bong rip. <laughs> and Charlie walks in. And I mean deep in this bong rip. And Charlie delivers this line. Oh, what was her name? What was the actress's name? Um, Millie Shapiro. She is great. This She's line, good. like, the concern on her face and her the eyes genu- are so wide. The genuine terror uh-huh. on her face. And she just, she has her hand on her throat looking at Peter and she just goes, My throat's getting bigger. My throat's getting bigger. Which that's like a. It just feels like someone reached into your chest and just, like, squeezed your heart. Yeah, because she's like, a kid. Fuck. <laughs> she didn't know how to explain, like, that's the best way she could explain <laughs> her uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. And he continues to rip this bong, finishes it, uh, puts it down, and you see this huge fucking X cloud. Like, this uh, exhale, this cloud of smoke that comes out of here. So, at this point, we know that this kid is clearly fucking inebriated. He's gone. Like, he's high <laughs> as fuck. Uh-huh. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, I can't breathe. Like mm-hmm. I, She goes, I think she says, it's getting, it's getting hard, hard to, breathe. to breathe. And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, and then this is when Peter has his gold star moment. Because mm-hmm. he's carrying Charlie. Puts her in the back of the car. It all comes to the realization. He gets up. He gets off the floor because he's sitting on the floor. And like, he oh, runs fuck, over we there. have to leave. Yeah, he runs over to her. And then the next scene you see is him carrying her. And you can hear her wheezing and mm-hmm. struggling. He's carrying her out of the house. And in the background, you can see all of these fucking teenagers, Mm -hmm. like, watching him. And there are some looking out of the window and some, like, looking out of the door. He throws her in the backseat of the car. And speeds off Mm. towards the hospital. Mm. 
and then we get this whole scene of Peter trying to calm down Charlie while Charlie is in the back seat, writhing around, mm-hmm. gasping for air. Struggling. She's clawing at her throat. Absolutely struggling to even catch a single breath. And she finally rolls down the window. She and, says, I can't breathe. Mm, and she puts her head out the window to try and get the he said, what are you air, doing? like, and forced she was, into her. Air. Yeah. And she's got her whole head out of the window. Her whole head's out the window. And then Peter sees... It's speeding up. You see him increasing uh-huh. speed. Because he said, we're going to get to the hospital soon. We're almost there, he says. Uh-huh. And then Peter sees a dead animal in the middle of the road. A deer. And swerves. That's when we see there's a telephone pole. Yeah. It's coming quick. <sighs> you see Charlie's head. Her lower half of her jaw. Fucking schmack against this pole. And you this fu- telephone pole. You fucking hear it, is what gets you me. You see it, you hear it, you see the splatter, you hear the bone crunching. <sighs> the God. noise is what got me. Not the scene itself. Mm. The... And then at this point, me and you were just... We, we both were laying down, and we sat up, and we're like, what the fuck just happened? I rolled happened? out of the bed. Mm. I we had to pause the movie. Out of the we bed. had to pause the movie at this point, because we were just like, what the fuck just happened i rolled out of the bed i rolled myself off the edge of the bed on mm-hmm. the floor in shock mm-hmm. there was a lot of i think the only word i can fathom coming out of my mouth which i remember is oh my god mm-hmm. oh my god oh my god <laughs> and then charlie's lifeless buddy slap slumps back into the car and peter slams on the brakes and he and that's where you get a view of the telephone pole and the telephone pole has a symbol on it. Which? Their dear grandmother was wearing a necklace mm-hmm. with the identical symbol. Same exact symbol. Mm-hmm. On that telephone pole, my dad, you. Uh-huh. And it's the dead of fucking night. But on the way to the party, they pass a dude on the side of the road. You remember that? Mm-mm. You don't remember that? They pass the telephone pole on the way to the party. Oh, that has the symbol on it. Yeah. yeah. The same, which we're assuming is the same mm-hmm. telephone pole yeah. that whaps Charlie's head. And Peter slams on the brakes and just sits there for a minute. You see a view of him in the driver's seat. He is in the purest form of shock. Yeah, it's dead silent. You can hear him breathing and, he, and kind oh of like God. He, he kind whimpering. Of, he like whimpers the words. He's just like... You okay? And he looks in the rearview mirror and he sees nothing. mm. Well, you see out the back window mostly. Yeah. Oh, God. And then there's (laughs) one singular tear that finds its way down his face. And then... He just rolls on. Just slowly drives away. And I mean slow roll. Just uh, like lets off the brake and just lets the car Mm -hmm. roll. And then you see him pull into the driveway of their house the yeah. the light on the driveway above the garage comes on you see him take his seatbelt off and he just get goes, out of the car walks around the, the front of the car and then 
literally stands in front of the front door for like a couple of seconds and then walks inside and then you see him walk upstairs and you can hear Annie go to Steve oh good they're home and then you see him as he's walking past their bedroom his parents bedroom you can hear that and then you see him go into his room and then he gets he in his bed, in bed fully clothed gets in bed pulls the covers over himself <coughs> and lays there and it dissolves into mourning. With, with his dead sister's corpse with, in the backseat. With the same... No, it dissolves into mourning focused on Peter's face. And he's still awake. And we see Annie going outside. Yes. And she goes, oh, I'll see you soon. Or she says, she's like talking to Steve. Uh-huh. And she goes, oh, I'll be back soon. Tony Collette is... Such an amazing actress. She's so good. She goes out, and then you hear the most pained, blood-curdling scream. Well, you hear the car door open first. uh, And then you hear it. It's the most pained, blood-curdling scream you will ever hear in your entire fucking life. Mm. And then you hear... Where it's... This is still... While it's all focused on Peter's mm-hmm. blank face. Well, what's so good is you hear everything. You hear her tell Steve she'll be back. Mm. You hear her shut the door. Yep. You hear her open the car As door. As the audience, you're like, oh, shit, here you, we go. You hear her open the car door. <laughs> you hear her bust out and scream. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then you hear the door reopen, because we're assuming it's Steve. Mm-hmm. She screams. And then... It just, like, cuts. And then we get a cut to Annie. On the floor next to her bed. On the floor next to the bed, crying. Hunched over. Hysterically. On the floor, rocking back and forth. With Steve next to her. Yep, he's holding her. I want to die. Oh, I just want to die. Over and over again. Screaming, I can't believe this. I just want to die. Just kill me. Just let me die. And then we get a cut. And Steve is like... He's really trying to comfort her. He's really doing his, like, husband best. And you know he's fucked up by this, too. But he's being the support system for her, which is fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. That man is an A-plus husband because she is lost. And he is lost, too. But he's still trying to make sure Mm -hmm. that she's okay. Then we get a cut to Charlie's head. On the side of the sitting on road. the side of the road covered in ants. This is when you find out that that light post or telephone pole or whatever it was took her fucking head off. Her whole fucking head. Her whole fucking head. I was surprised at this. I thought that her face just got smashed mm-hmm. in. I didn't think that it took off her whole goddamn head. Oh, it took off her whole fucking head. Holy shit. <laughs> there, were, there were a lot of times in this movie where we had to just pause it mm-hmm. and digest what had just fucking happened Mm -hmm. and then we get a shot at charlie's funeral with which one of the most depressing images you'll see is just a small casket Mm -hmm. being lowered into the ground blue casket little baby blue casket with peter just standing there with his hands in his pockets Mm -hmm. stoic and And then his mom Crying her fucking eyes out. And then Steve comforting his wife once again. Mm -hmm. 
being an A-plus husband. Oh, God, I feel so bad for Steve. I love Steve so much. Mm -hmm. And then we see Annie's wall and the word Zazus. Next to her bed. Next to their bed frame. Like written or etched on the wall. Mm -hmm. Z-A-Z-A-S. And then we're in Peter's room again. Mm -hmm. It's focused on Peter and through Peter's window, you see a red light turned on in the lighthouse or the um, treehouse. Well, it's the evening. Uh-huh. You see, I guess it's the night after their funeral, mm-hmm. and um, Annie's in bed first, and then Steve comes. And then you see the light turn on the lighthouse, and then we find out that. Annie is sleeping in the lighthouse. Yeah, because Steve's in bed alone. Mm-hmm. And what is on is a red light. It's not the same it's light. It's a heat lamp. Well, yeah, we don't know that yet. But it is a heat lamp. It's a red light. It's not mm-hmm. the same light that was on when Charlie was in there. Because the light that was on when Charlie was in there was just a light. It was just a white light. Mm-hmm. Like a room light. But this is a red light. And the treehouse is literally like right behind Peter's window. Mm-hmm. And I have, in my, I have in my notes right here. I just have... Peter is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, he's laying there. Peter fucking who? Yeah. Oh, shit, this poor kid. Then we get a scene of Peter smoking weed with his friends under the bleachers. Mm-hmm. And Which I'm assuming is in the week. I don't think it's the next day, but I think it's like within that time frame. And then Peter takes a hit from this bowl. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to claw at his throat and basically mimic what Charlie did mm-hmm. saying that saying my throat's getting bigger mm-hmm. which that fucked me up a little <laughs> bit I do holy shit he's like I can't breathe mm. and he's like gasping gasping and his friends are all fucked up by this yep and then we get another shot of uh, Annie in the lost group and as she's driving off, she gets stopped by a woman. Well, she pulls up to the like to the entrance of it mm. in the parking lot. She sees people standing out smoking. Oh yeah, she's gonna in. go into it. She's sitting in her car and she's thinking uh, about it and she's thinking about it and she's thinking about it. And then all of a sudden, you see her like turn her car back on yep. and she starts to back out yeah, because she she's starts like to, like drive off again. She's like, "JK, never mind." Mm. She actually tells Steve that night too. She goes, "I'm gonna go to the movies," mm. and he's like. Okay. I have to return some videos. <laughs> okay, you're going to the movies. Your daughter just died. Mm-hmm. Your mom's dead. You're going to the movies? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, she's stopped. Annie gets stopped by a woman. In reverse. Mm-hmm. In the middle of backing out. This woman's name is Joan. Mm-hmm. We find out that she Joan is, is oh, there. Oh, I saw her. Oh, you're the one whose mother passed away mm-hmm. last time. And she asks how we're doing, and then we find out that Joan is there because her son and her grandson both drowned. Mm-hmm. Together. Very sad. For the same part. Very sad stuff. And she's like, oh, I get that. And then she said, mm-hmm. my daughter was murdered. Mm-hmm. Which kind of fucks me up. Did she say that? Yes. Yes. I don't remember her saying that. Yes. But <laughs> and it fucks me up a little bit out of the sheer fact that she used the word murder uh-huh. for her son's accident. Yeah. And then 
she's talking to Joan, and then Joan ends up giving Annie her number. Mm-hmm. Call me if you need anything. Mm-hmm. That's what she says. I'm here mm. for you. I know what's happening. <laughs> and then we get a shot of Peter. I don't remember. I think it's in his room. It is. It's in his room. And he hears a click, which well, we forgot to mention. We forgot to mention this. On the way to the party, mm-hmm. Charlie has this sort of tick. It, she does this weird mouth thing. She, and she clicks her tongue. Yeah, she clicks her tongue. It's literally just mm-hmm. like, and he like, on the way to the party, you hear her do it twice yeah. when they're driving. And, and it kind of looks like it frustrates him. He's like... Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> he's like, are you really doing this again? It's just like how kids have these weird tics that mm-hmm. they do for and I'm like thinking a week for her, or two. Like, and... I think what he <clears throat> thinks for her, it's just her weird stress. Yeah. I'm stressed out weird tick thing. Mm-hmm. And you hear that. he He's laying in his bed. He's always in his bed now. He's totally fucked. He's totally mm-hmm. fucked up. He hears that. And he goes, Rip! and he sits <laughs> right the fuck up. Because he is shook. And then I think this is when we see... Um, Charlie standing in the corner of Peter's room. Is it? I don't think it is. Am I skipping ahead? Hold on. Because I have to figure out if I'm skipping ahead. Now I because think that she meets. I'm up doubting with, myself. I think she meets up with. I think Annie meets up with that lady first. With Joan. With Joan first. Uh. Because there's a scene of Annie. In okay, her yeah, office I did first. Skip ahead. Yeah, Annie's in her office the next day after this, mm-hmm. and she's building a miniature. Mm-hmm. And there are signs around her office that are telling her keep working, keep working. And then there's another little post that you see too that has like do or call blank and blank and blank and tell them you need an extension, mm-hmm. like on the time frame because she's clearly doing this for employment mm-hmm. and. Steve comes in and he is talking to her about just, just like, I think it's dinner, actually. Mm -hmm. I think it's dinner. Well, no, we missed a part where, um, after Peter hears Charlie's click, Annie, Annie actually goes to Joan's house. Mm -hmm. This is when she first goes to Joan's house. Well, you see this miniature before you see her building this miniature before she leaves for Joan's house. What one? The miniature of the scene. Mm-mm. That's after. But. Oh, yeah. She does go to Joan's house first. Yeah, she goes to Joan's house. She goes up down. The, you see this really cool shot mm. of, like, it's a really wide shot of her walking down this hallway. And there's a macrame handmade like rug. embroidered. Yes. Like, welcome mat. Yes. And it, it says. says Joni. It says Joni on it. Mm. And. Joan answers the door and she's as sweet as a fucking peach. <laughs> and she goes, she like Annie just mentions it. She goes like right off the bat as they're walking through her house. She goes, my mom made rugs mm-hmm. just like this. It's like my mom has one just like this. Yeah, my mom has one just like this. Mm-hmm. She also made. She said she made me one. She made Charlie one. Mm-hmm. Um, Which Charlie's rug? We're not going to talk about that yet. Uh, fine. Um, but she mentions it, and Joan <laughs> just blows it off. She goes, "Oh well, mm-hmm. I've had this for a while. It's in the family." Mm-hmm. 
And we're like, okay, cool. They just have like cool. They just old people make yeah, rugs. Also, also something that we missed, which way back in the movie <laughs> when uh, Annie was controlling, con- controlling, when Annie was consoling Charlie about Ellen's death, Charlie tells Annie, she's like, Grandma wanted me to be a boy. Mm. That's something that mm-hmm. we missed. That actually is fairly important well, she does she goes she goes well she loves you and she said mm-hmm. if she loved me then why did she want me to be a boy yeah. and she's like her mom just blew that off and she's like well mm-hmm. you know she still loved you for who you were like it didn't matter these are things that in the beginning of the movie don't mean much but like as it progresses you're like this oh, all makes fucking sense <laughs> that's mm-hmm. when the strings are pulled and all the seams come together and joan since Joan sits Annie down for a cup of tea mm-hmm. and a little conversation. And this is where we find out that Annie had a problem with sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. She said, because they start talking about their families. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that comes out of Joan's mouth is, you have a son, right? Mm-hmm. She says, yes, but we're not very close anymore. Yeah. She said, our relationship is not the same as it used to be. And Joan's mm-hmm. like, hmm, intrigue me. Please tell me why. Oh, God. And then Annie tells Joan. A story about her sleepwalking episode. Where? Well, she said first, she goes, well, the relationship I had with my mother, I remember this word for word because I was so messed up for this. She goes, my relationship with my mother was not very strong. Mm-hmm. She goes, I, my mother wanted me to always have kids. Yeah. And when the time was right, I had my son, mm-hmm. Peter. And then she said, my mom started to become controlling. Mm-hmm. And she said, go off the rails, go off the deep end. So we moved and my husband, Steve, cut ties mm-hmm. with my relationship with my mother. And mm-hmm. I raised, we raised our son on our own. Yep. And then she said, it was all, it was like good. And then I got pregnant with Charlie. Mm-hmm. And then that's when my mom got sick and sank her claws into Charlie. Those are the words that she used. She goes, I got sick and we moved back in. My mom got sick after I had Charlie and we moved back in with, well, my mother moved in with us Mm -hmm. and she sank her claws into Charlie. And she goes, then the distance between me and Peter started become like becoming serious. Mm -hmm. And she goes, and then it only escalated emotionally because i used to sleepwalk mm-hmm. and joan's like sleepwalk what do you mean sleepwalk and then annie tells about this and she goes well she i scared she says and i quote i scared peter oh she said something like i scared peter when uh, he was a child where peter and charlie when they were younger shared a room they shared a room when they when ma when grandma moved in they had to compress people and I guess that they shared a bedroom because it was just convenient and they were mm-hmm. little and grandma needed space. Mm-hmm. She goes, they shared a room and their beds were next to each other. And it was nighttime and I was sleepwalking. And she goes, she mentions, I make miniatures. I'm around art products and art mm-hmm. crafts all the time. She said, I was sleepwalking and I came into their room reeking of paint thinner. She doused everyone in paint thinner she said i covered the kids in paint thinner i covered myself in paint thinner and she woke herself up 
she woke herself up trying. and Peter up, mm-hmm. trying to strike a match. Oof. And Peter just screams. You tried to kill me. She said, ever since then, Peter jumped up out of his bed and screamed, you're trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. You tried to kill me. And she said, he said it over and over and over again. And he woke up Charlie. <coughs> Charlie started screaming. And then I woke up. That's got to be an insane fucking thing And then to deal she said, with. Steve came in and consoled the children. And she said, ever since that had happened, mm-hmm. Peter and I's relationship has been estranged. Because she mm-hmm. thinks that Peter is afraid of her. Even though he's much older now. Yeah. But he, she swears that their relationship's off kilter because... Not because he had a little sister and all the attention was taken away, <laughs> but because his mom tried to kill him and their sleep. And he comes home and it's time for dinner. But I imagine when she says this, when she says this to her, this woman's face. She's like, oh, fuck. She's like, <laughs> she has the, oh my fucking God. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, she's like mid sip of tea. Uh-huh. And then she goes, she goes. I doused them in pain thinner. And all of a sudden, she's like, uh, what? She like, she like almost spits the tea back in her cup. She's like, what? You what? <laughs> you tried to marry your children? And then they like, she's like, thank you for your time mm-hmm. and come back. We'll see each other again. I want to see you again. This is really good for us. Blah, blah, blah. And then she leaves and she goes home. She comes back home from the movies. <laughs> and this leads to the most awkward dinner ever yes annie comes home and steve says i made dinner Mm -hmm. he goes upstairs and he gets peter he says i made dinner dinner's downstairs and And, she goes peter peter at this point is a husk of a human Mm -hmm. being she's in her office and he says dinner's ready and she goes what do you mean i make i'm gonna make dinner he goes i already made dinner like she's like lost a gap of time Uh uh-huh and isn't that when he sees the fucking miniature? Yep. Because he's looking over her shoulder. She's like, okay, I'll be down in a second. And he goes, he just looks at something on the desk and he goes, you've got to not do that. He goes, I don't know why you're doing that. It's not making it any better for anyone. Yep. It's a miniature of her. Charlie's death scene. Of Charlie's death scene. Complete with Charlie's severed head sitting in the middle oh, of the yeah. road. Behind the car. Yeah. There's a car. Peter in the driver's seat, one street lights lit, Charlie's body hanging out of the window, half in the car, Charlie's head behind the car, the dead deer in the road. It's spot on. It is spot on. And Steve is like, really? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> are you fucking crazy? <laughs> I think I told you, I'm like, this is the point where I told you, I'm like, people deal with grief differently, I guess. Like, Steve is like, you're a <laughs> nutcase. Like, you're not helping... At this point, Steve is starting to think that she's losing mm. her shit. He's like, this isn't fucking helping, Annie. No, he yeah, he said this isn't fucking helping. Like, mm. at this point, as a normal husband, if your wife started doing shit like that, would you not think that she was fucking slowly Okay, derailing? we're going to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> he is, this is, all of this to him is just adding up that she's losing her marbles. Yeah. With Steve is... The only sane fucking person in this whole this house. This entire movie. This whole everyone. But he's also a very 
ambiguous character. Not ambiguous. What's the word I'm looking for? It's, he, we don't know too much about him. No, he's very, like, in the shadows of mm. his life. We know he's a doctor. We know he took care of his mother-in-law. We know that he had to cut ties and that's for about, his wife. That's about all that we know about it. We know that he is most, for the most part, emotionally put together, mm -hmm. which is good. Um, we know that he's also very sympathetic because he does become more sympathetic the farther that this goes. He is an enigma of a character. He's all, he's a big character. He's not mm. just like, it seems like for like half this movie that he's just that dude. He's, he's just the, the husband. That holds the family together. But he really is like the fucking sealant. He's the mediator. To the sanity that mm. is in this house. But we're sitting around the dinner table. They all come to the dinner table and he's the last one to show up. Uh, and Peter is eating, which shocks me. Yeah. He has an appetite, even though being completely uncoiled. And Peter and his dad are just fucking eating. Peter made this really awesome, or Steve made chicken. Mm -hmm. Peter goes, Dad, the chicken is great. Yeah. Annie is just tossing her food around on the plate. But she yeah. is drinking that fucking wine. Oh, fuck, she is. <laughs> I can't remember what started this. Um, he, it literally started because Peter goes, Dad, the chicken is really good. Mm-hmm. And Annie just goes and just flip. Annie ends up. She stares at him. She's staring at him while he's eating. It's, I thought. I thought she was going to fucking take his head off. Seriously, I thought during this scene that she was going to haul off and fucking hit him. Oh, me too. I thought she was going to flip the table at him. Yep. She I just, thought I was ready to see violence. Just his presence triggered her. He was, she was watching him eat and that was fucking gritting her. She was yep. gritting her teeth did that other oh. way he was eating. And then when he said, dad, the chicken's really good. Her teeth like got tighter together. The writing and the acting and the directing in this movie is so fucking Didn't she? good. The first thing that comes out of her mouth is, um, isn't it, um, something like, uh, like, you don't love me. Uh, some, something, or why are you afraid of me? Yeah, why are you afraid of me is exactly what she says. Mm. And I, he just, <laughs> when, he, when she, she just looks her son dead in the fucking face and he's mid-chicken. Why are you afraid of me? <laughs> Poor Peter has already gone through fucking I cannot, hell in a handbag. I cannot commend these actors enough. He drops his fork, he puts his fork down. He finishes his bite and just looks at her and he's like, what? Like, wait, what? I, I cannot commend these and actors then, enough for how well of a job they do with this. Scene. They do. And then Steve goes, Annie. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> Annie. <laughs> and Annie goes off on Peter on this tirade mm. of taking responsibility for your actions. Yes. Why are you afraid of me? And he's like, what? And then she's like, She's like, she goes, she says, no one in this house takes responsibility for their actions. Yes. Because he said, what? Why are you afraid of me? What? Oh, my God. And she, I'm not. I think he says, I'm not. She stands up and starts screaming at him. Oh, my Just God. Just right at his fucking face. This is one of the most tense scenes in, like, 
the entire movie. He's she's screaming at him. She's saying, she's saying, first thing, the most thing that heart wrenches me, your sister's dead. Mm-hmm. And then as if coming this, as this if coming movie, at him and saying, why are you afraid of him? Is not enough. Uh She keeps unloading shit at him. It's just it's like a fucking assault rifle. She's yep. just. And this whole time, Steve is like, Annie, enough. Like, this, this is enough. This movie switches gears from horror to melodrama mm-hmm. really, really well. Mm-hmm. Like, there's times where it does feel like a drama. Mm-hmm. And there's times where it makes you shit your pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is one of those times where it turns into that melodrama and it is so well played out. Mm-hmm. It is so well played out. It's so good. She's just firing these fucking things at him. Yep. And he is crying. He doesn't even have a fucking rebuttal. Mm-hmm. He, she's just going. He doesn't say anything. He's crying. Steve is over here like, like Annie, like you've got to stop. Like this yeah. is enough. And he does like the stern dad husband voice, and he's like, "Quit!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she doesn't quit. He just keeps fucking going at him. She goes, "I can't believe you're scared. You're gonna hold something against from against me that I did years ago." And she's like, she brings mm-hmm. up the I haven't slept walk in years, yeah. and I'm okay. And she goes, "Your sister can't come back, and like, your sister's gone forever." Mm-hmm. Like. She's not only guilt tripping him, she's making him feel like shit. She's making him feel crazy. She's making him try to, for some reason, carry the weight of what's going on on him even harder than he already is. And it ends by literally like him jumping up, Mm -hmm. standing up from the table and just walking away. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, so you've had enough. And he just keeps going. And then Steve comes over to Annie and he's like. You like that's it. You've got to stop. Yeah, this is done. Like it's over. Yep. And they all they leave this wonderful food all over the table. I'm like reading ahead in my notes here, and I am so ready for like the rest of the shit that happens. In the this last movie. thirty minutes oh of the movie. God. The last thirty minutes of the movie, or the best okay. thirty minutes in this entire movie. Okay, let's let's do this shit. Um. So the dinner dinner was a fucking monstrosity. Yep. And then it cuts to. But I guess is a few months later. Mm-hmm. And After the dinner breakdown. Annie's walking out of a hobby shop. With her canvases and paint and stuff. Who does she run into? Miss Joan. We've also seen Peter just go to school. Yeah, Peter's this time a run. fucking trooper. He goes to school every single fucking day. After he's this. a trooper. Are you kidding me? The fuck? And he just sits. Mm-hmm. Like, he's gone. Yeah. He doesn't talk to his friends. He's not... So, like, he doesn't do anything, and Steve's back at work, and Annie is working again, and <sighs> everything's and almost normal. Almost. For, for a minute. But then Annie meets Joan, just mm-hmm. randomly runs into her, quote-unquote, randomly. Mm-hmm. Runs into her at a hobby shop. Mm-hmm. Joan's also putting shit in her car. And Joan tells annie about this experience that she had she goes oh i'm great she goes how are you doing she goes i'm great i'm fabulous elated she's giddy it's gross it makes me throw up in my mouth and she's elated Mm -hmm. because we find out that she met a medium yep and she had a seance she had a seance to talk she contacted her grandson louis her grandson 
And, and then, she was buying stuff at the craft shop mm-hmm. to contact him, to communicate with him. I think she was buying candles. And chalkboards. Mm-hmm. And then Joan invites Annie. Mm-hmm. Come, She's like, come hey, do this. I'm about to go do this thing. Mm-hmm. Come with me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, eh, no. Mm. But she still fucking does for some reason. Which, th- that's a rational reaction. Mm-hmm. Just be like, hey, I'm about to contact my dead grandson. Do you want to come with me? Just be like, no, you they fucking sh- psycho. Well, John specifically mentions that they, the medium taught them how to do it on their own. Yeah. So, because, like, when I first watched it, I was like, how the fuck does she think she's going to do this if she's not a medium? Well, the medium's teaching is to let you become a medium. A medium is teaching you how to become a medium so you can do it on your own. Let's watch a secondhand seance. Yeah, right. Okay. Which is exactly what we're about to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're going to cut to inside Joni's apartment, and uh, she has a glass on the table, and she puts her hand on the glass. She said we're going to contact my grandson. And she tells Annie to put her hand on the glass. And Joan's sitting there and she's, Louie, Louie, are you here? Baby. It's grandma. It's grandma. Like, Louie, if you're here, just move the glass. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking glass moves. And Annie loses her shit. And... This is the greatest thing. You love this. This is great because this is, some, this is some shit that I would do. Yeah. After this it glass doesn't move, move hard. It just goes... No, it's only like three inches. Yeah, it's like a little... And their hands stay on it when it moves. After this glass moves, Annie does something that I would do. and She lets go of the glass. Let's go of the glass and looks under the table. Yes. <laughs> I had to laugh at that part. It was a good funny... Because that was... It was a, it was a good little bit of comic relief. Yeah, you get to laugh about me. it again in the future. <laughs> and then... After... Joan has established that she's talking to Louie. Annie's trying to leave after this point. Mm-hmm. After the glass moves, she looks under the table and there's nothing there moving the glass. Yeah. Annie goes, I gotta go. Like, this yep, is it. Like, I'm done. Oh, okay, that's enough. And she goes, no, wait. And Joni pulls out a chalkboard. Well, she keeps talking to her grandson. Uh-huh. She goes, move the glass again. We want Annie to stay. Uh-huh. You know, we want her to know that you're here. He launches this glass across the table. Mm-hmm. With just Joan's hand on it, just you I know see it, it moved by itself. No one was touching it. Yeah, it goes and she get Joan mm-hmm. goes. All of a sudden, you're like Joan. You hear Joan going, "Yeah, yes!" And she's like, "Oh, Louis. you're here!" And she's like, <laughs> so fucking screaming, and she's excited. She's like, she, "I brought your chalkboard." Grandma brought your chalkboard. That's, that's just creepy. It's just creepy. like the way she says it is just weird. But she takes this chalkboard and this little piece of chalk and. She sets it sets on it, it on the table and sets the chalk like upright on it, mm-hmm. which I have to commend the uh, effects team mm-hmm. because practical effects. Practical effects. Mm-hmm. I love practical effects in movies, especially modern movies, mm-hmm. which you don't see a lot mm-hmm. unless you're watching the banana splits. <laughs> unless you're watching the banana splits. <laughs> and uh, Joni tells Louis, she's like. Do- Right on the chalkboard, Louise. Like, what do you have to say? And then we see the chalk moving. Mm-hmm. On its own. Uh-huh. And Annie is losing her shit. Uh-huh. Understandably. I would be. Fuck Understandably yeah, I would be. losing her shit. As a demon. And we see Louie write, I love you, Grandma. Mm-hmm. Which that's, that's cute, I guess. Creepy, but cute. I love, L-O-U. It's like I-L-U-V-U-D. 
G-R-A-N-M-A. Yeah. Grandma. Grandma. <laughs> but he's also, like, what, three? So... I think he was eight. Oh, he's little. Yeah, he's little. And then this is when Annie has enough. She's like, fuck this it, when, I'm out. This is when she's like, Beep-beep. fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And, and then before she leaves, Joan goes, do you have anything of Charlie's? Uh-huh. She says, yes. She goes, just try it. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. And I guess that she gives sunk. her She gives her some candles mm-hmm. to take with her. She goes, if you have anything of Charlie's, use it. It's worth it. And while Annie is driving home, she hears Charlie's click. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect her to hear it. I would expect Peter to hear it more than anything. Because he's a murderer. But Annie hears Charlie's mm-hmm. click while she's driving the car. Mm-hmm. And Annie goes home. Mm-hmm. And she's in bed, and she starts seeing ants crawling on her pillow. Well, first, Peter, not Peter, but Steve leans in, and he goes Mm -hmm. to, like, put his arm on her. And she, like, rolls out of his way. And she's like, "Eh." Mm eh. And then, while she's laying there, I guess she's thinking about stuff. Yeah, she sees a line of ants crawling on her pillow. Up the side of her bed, mm-hmm. under her pillow, and then she turns over and looks at her fucking husband. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. She follows the ants. Okay. She follows the ants into Peter's room. This is what you're thinking about. Oh, yeah. And she sees Peter on the bed covered in ants. Head to toe. Head to toe covered in ants. And this is when we're like, She's fucking sleepwalking. She's again. lost it. She's fucking sleepwalking again. Mm-hmm. And then we assume that she wakes up. You see her at the edge of the bed. Uh-huh. And yeah, we think she, she woke up. up. It's weird. It's like a dream within a dream. She wakes up Peter. It's some weird Inception type shit. Mm-hmm. She thinks she wakes up Peter, but she doesn't really. She wakes up Peter, but she doesn't wake up herself. And she's. They're screaming at each other. No, she, they're just talking. They're just talking. And out of nowhere... It switches in this scene. It's moving back and forth. You never see them uh-huh. talking like at a distance, like far frame. You never see them talking to you. You mm-hmm. see Annie say something. Then you see Peter say it something. back and forth. And then you see the Annie say something. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they wet? Uh, no. Before that, it's... Annie, like she's a fucking ventriloquist doll, just goes, I never wanted to be your mother. And then goes, <gasps> and covers her own mouth. Yeah. She's like. <laughs> and then we see Peter start crying. Yeah, because he's just looking at him. He's like. And it cuts back to Annie. And then it cuts back to Peter. And Peter is wet. Soaking wet. Soaking wet. Drenched. You back. thought he was sweating a lot. I thought he was just really fucking sweating. I know, me too, honestly. Then it cuts back to Annie. And she's wet. And Annie is soaking wet. And then... It stays on Annie. The glow of flames. Yeah. Rising up. Under the scene. Under mm-hmm. the like camera. Yeah. And then they pan farther back, and she's holding a fucking match. Yep. And then Annie actually wakes up. And then, but before that, before that... Mm. She it she she's looking at Peter and he goes, 
You tried you to tried kill me. You tried to kill me yeah. at the t- at this loudest fucking pitch I've ever mm-hmm. heard in my life, mm-hmm. and then Annie just screams. Yeah, it's like it, a silent scream. Yeah, like her face looks like she's screaming, yeah. but there's nothing. Yeah, coming out. And then it's like. Then she wakes up, and then it's reality, and she's standing at the edge mm-hmm. of his bed, and he's sitting up, and he's just fucking staring at mm-hmm. her. Might I add you, their relationship has probably yeah. been impossible for the last couple of months. Yes, yeah, a little bit. And he's just fucking sitting there like a fucking robot, just staring at her. <laughs> and she's like... Well, no, actually, um, no, I think she actually wakes up in bed. Because then she goes... Yeah, but he wakes up and, and he just sees her. And and, what she sees is... No, she goes and she actually wakes him up. And she's like, come here, we, I need to show you something. Yeah, she actually wakes him up. No, but she sees him awake, like normal again. And he's just staring at her. But then she wakes up again mm. in her own bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then she wakes up after you hear Peter scream. Then she thinks she wakes up. And yeah. then she just sees Peter staring yeah. at her. But then she's not awake again. And then she wakes herself yeah. up. And then she, she bolts her ass into his room. And then this is like actual real life. Yeah, this is real life. Actual she's actually awake. Life. She woke herself up. She goes in and she's like on top of Peter, like nose to nose with Peter and mm. wakes him up. Yeah. I gotta tell you something. And she's like, I, I have she, something. she's like, I have to show you something. And he's like, <gasps> he's like what the fuck? <laughs> and then she goes and wakes up Steve. Yeah. She's like, come down here. I have to show you something. Yeah. And she's like dragging them out, dragging them, running. And that's when we find out that Annie wants to do a seance. Mm-hmm. I had a dream. No, she said that she's tried it. Oh, yeah. She said that she did it and it worked. It worked. She's she like, you need to watch this. I just did with it. Charlie. It worked. Blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to contact Charlie. Well, first of all, she yeah. says that. She says, I'm going to contact Charlie. And yeah. Steve goes, Annie, no. Yeah. Like, quit. Like, he's like, baby, yeah. it's not real. She's dead. Yeah. And it's just not resonating with her. And then even Peter's like, mom, no. Like, you're, the more you, li-, like, in their head, they're thinking, the more you do this, mm-hmm. the farther you're going to go down the rabbit hole. Uh, to them, this is just Annie. Being fucking nuts. Annie is, is losing it to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. turns out that Annie was telling the truth because a she has. nut. She has all of them lay their fingers on the glass. Yeah, she's got a candle in the middle of the table. All the lights are off. She has all of them lay their finger on it the It looks glass like it's like dusk. I mean, like morning. It's weird. It looks yeah, it like looks it's like, like four o'clock in the morning or something like that. And she asks Charlie to move the glass. And. Sure enough. Well, she try. It's she's antagonizing it, mm. like Charlie a little bit. She's like, "Come on, everybody's here. Peter's yeah. here. Your dad's here. I'm here. Come on, mm-hmm. you gotta show him. Show him like you did with me." Yep. And, and then, sure enough, that glass moves. Fucking does. And then Steve does the under the, the table look. same thing Annie did in Joni's apartment, yeah. and looks under the fucking table while Peter just backed the fuck away. Yeah. And. Um, they start arguing and Steve is like, listen, you have to fucking stop this. And like, mm-hmm. Annie's arguing with Steve and Peter's just in the corner fucking losing He's his crying. Shit. He's fucking bawling. Yep. And then, and then she pulls out Charlie's notebook. No. And then the glass flies oh, off yeah, the table. Cause they're yelling. Yep. The glass flies off the fucking table and, and smashes into like a curio cabinet or uh-huh. something. And then, and then Peter's crying more. Mm-hmm. Might I add you? And then the candle goes out. Yeah. 
and then the fucking thing just relights, mm -hmm. which also was a practical effect, mm -hmm. might I add you. And everybody gets sidelined after that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> this was a freaky fucking part. Yeah. This part was fucking freaky. Well, when that happens, the notebook... Well, in the middle of the yelling is when Annie goes... After the first glass, the glass moves for time. Mm -hmm. Annie goes, come on. And she goes, watch, Charlie will draw for us. Charlie will write something for yeah. us. And so Charlie's notepad and pencil are laying on the middle of this table. Yeah. And it, the pencil, after the glass is thrown, everybody's mm -hmm. silent. You can hear Peter crying, though. And then Annie looks down at the table, and the pencil starts to go. Mm -hmm. So Steve... Steve, being a doctor, like, leans in and looks at this pencil. And when he's looking at this pencil, you see Annie standing mm. in front of the notebook. And then all of a sudden you hear her make this terrifying fucking noise. It's then, like soul rattling. And then her body kind of, like, locks, lo like up. locks up. But she, like, locks up in, like, a upright soldier-style position. I'm getting chills position. again because this and, scene was... Oof. And then you see Steve, like, slowly pan up to look at his wife while Peter's in the background, like, like clenching himself. Still fucking crying. Yeah, still crying. But he's at this point, and he's, like, looking. We hear Charlie's voice come out of Annie. Annie's mouth just opens. And then, yeah, Charlie's voice just comes and, out of Annie's voice. And Hysterical. She, she's confused. Yes. Charlie is confused. Annie's confused. I don't know Charlie's what. Charlie's confused. But Charlie is like, what's going on? Why is everyone like the blah, 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 Yeah, why blah. is everybody, why is everybody mm -hmm. crying? Why is everybody crying? Why is everybody scared? Yeah. And then Peter becomes even more fucking off the rail. Poor fucking Peter. Oh, my God. Throughout this entire movie, this <laughs> poor fucking kid. And... And all of a sudden, you start hearing Charlie's voice coming out of Annie going, where's mommy? Where's mom? Where's mommy? Yeah. And, and Steve is, like, holding on to his wife, like, shaking her. Yeah. And then he gets knocked to the ground. Yeah. Annie thrashes her arm back, knocks Steve off of her, and then walks towards Peter and is in Peter's face. Mm -hmm. Making the Charlie voice, doing the Charlie voice, going, Peter, Peter, what happened? Where's mom, Peter? Where's mom? And then all of a sudden, Peter goes, Peter goes, Mom! Mom, wake up! Oof. Yeah, because they thought that she was... Just fucking yeah. lost it. Mom, he's like, Mom, wake up! And then it's gone. Yep. It leaves. Everything just ends. And then Annie's back to normal. Everything just ends, and then we get another cut of... Random words on a wall. Yeah. This one... By the edge, you... Steve is, like, getting himself off the floor. Mm-hmm. This is... The the light... Okay, the words are... I'm gonna fuck this up. You are gonna fuck it up right now. It's... <laughs> life touch pandemonium. Pan... Pandemonium. Pandemonium. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> and then Peter's back in school. Bless his fucking heart. This is... He's hes really serious about his academics. Oh my god. And Peter's in school. 
and he is fucked up. He is even more of a husk of a human being than he was a month ago. <laughs> Everything keeps making his life worse. It, uh, he is running on fumes, mm. this kid. His... Like, his soul is just fucking crushed. It's fried. He it's is, been deep fried, like is, then glazed, is, and is, then baked, and then frozen, and then deep fried again. Person. He is on... When people say they're on autopilot... This is, yeah, 100%. This is the epitome of being on He's autopilot. just a functioning he is body. just sitting in class, blank face, mm-hmm. not doing anything. And then he looks to his left, he sees his reflection. Well, he's next, I think he's in a science lab. Because mm-hmm. it looks like a cabinet that has, like, beakers mm-hmm. and science stuff in it. He looks to his left and he sees his reflection. Himself, and looking at him. His reflection is fucking smiling back at him. With his grimace-ass fucking mm-hmm. look on his face. And he's like... Still staring at it. Yep. And then we hear Charlie's click again. A uh, blue light. Uh huh. Then we get a uh, shot of Annie in her workshop. Well, you get the blue light first. It mm-hmm. comes into the that's, shadow. That's after we get this shot of Annie in her workshop looking at all these miniatures. Yeah. And, um. Oh, wait. Uh. No, I think the blue light goes into Peter first, and then it goes back, and then it goes back again. Because the blue light enters the shadow of him. Well, the reflection of him. It doesn't go in him. Uh, where do I have it here? Hold on. Uh, hold on. Where do I have it? Oh, no, that I know exactly what you're thinking of, and it comes a little bit later. But it's, it happens when he's looking at himself. What yeah. do you mean? You can just cover the whole base. Mm. But um, we get a shot of Annie in her workshop. And she just starts smashing everything. <laughs> Are you okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just starts completely <laughs> destroying everything in this workshop. Her miniatures, her supplies, nothing is safe in here. Mm-hmm. And Steve and Peter come home and... Well, Steve finds her first. Mm. He's standing in the doorway and she's on the fucking floor. Yeah, she's just... Surrounded by rubble. Yep, just on the floor. And he's like, what what the the fuck fuck did you do? do? (laughs) What happened? And she's just like... (coughs) She's like, I just need to get rid Mm -hmm. of it all. And he's like, the fuck do you Mm -hmm. mean you just need to get rid of it all? Yeah. Oh no! It happens after she hears the recording. Mm-hmm. Though that's the reason why she smashes everything. Oh yeah, that's right. The voicemail, the phone yeah. rings, and a voicemail happens, and the voicemail yeah, is the voicemail of I guess her a manager client or, or a manager. Something. It's like, <clears throat> hey, we know with everything going on, you know, I understand. We know I'm your sorry. mom and your daughter just had, died. Just died. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, we send like, guys, we're taking time, like, we get it, we're so, but he goes, if you need, he's, like, really cordial, he's like, you know, we know, he's like, you know, we understand everything, mm-hmm. and if you think you need an extension on your time frame, yeah. just still, give us a call back. It's still just about. Get your job done. Yeah. It, it's still purely yeah. just, yeah, like, it, it's just a means of conveyance to get to the fact of, get your fucking shit done. Well, that triggers her to. That's what triggers her to smash everything. To sma- she's like, all of a sudden you see her and she's like... Mm-hmm. And then it's just like... Bah, bah, bah. She smashes all the shit. And then we hear... Or we see Annie out of her 
workshop, and then we hear the sound of pencil and paper. Mm-hmm. And we she follows see it. Charlie's sketchbook sitting on her own bed. Her own bed. Charlie's bed. It's writing mm-hmm. in itself. Mm-hmm. And its pages are turning. I actually just wrote all over my A notebook. A page is turning. That- and then it's more. And then <laughs> another page is turning. Yep. And then more. And then more. And it keeps, it's just going, 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 and going. Mm-hmm. And it cuts to the nighttime. And Peter's in bed. This is where the fucking crazy shit happens. This is where shit starts to pick up. He's a, not and, asleep. He's a fully awake. No, he's awake. And then we see a pair of hands. No, this is when the the clicking happens and then the head... Oh, and then yeah. The hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This part fucked me up Peter so hard. Peter hears the click again and then he sees Charlie... He hears two clicks. Oh it's my like God, a click. It's so fucking first, creepy. First of all, he's laying on the side. Mm-hmm. He's like laying on his back and then he hears a click. Mm-hmm. And then he rolls over. And then he hears see, a click again. He, and then he looks into the corner of his fucking room. And Charlie is standing in the corner of his fucking room uh-huh. with a blank face. I'm just looking at him. And then her fucking head rolls off. Just rolls off and of her shoulders. She's standing in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And as her quote unquote head rolls into the light, it's just a ball. A ball. Like a red ball. Yeah. And then he like is full. He's like in and, panic mode. And then he looks back up and she's gone. Yeah. She's gone. And then he, like, leans back on his bed. And when he leans back on his bed... That's when he gets a set of hands come out and starts to tug on his head. And it's, like, pulling him... Uh-huh. Trying to pull him into this fucking wall. Yeah. There's nothing behind they him. Come, it looks like they come from his headboard. Yeah. Like, from under his bed by his like headboard. Like, up under. Yeah. yeah. Like, up under. It's weird. Yeah. And he's fucking screaming and his mom yeah comes running in mm-hmm. and then this goes on for like a whole three minutes it feels and then like peter's like what are you doing mm-hmm. and annie's confused because she's, she's like, just what are you standing talking there about? she's like i heard, I you, heard screaming. you screaming and i came in he's like no you just tried to pull my fucking head off yeah <laughs> and we're all like you and i were like what at this point, we don't know if it was actually, like, I don't know. I don't know I don't either. Think you know either. If it was really her. Other people probably have their own theories. Yeah. Other people may be right. We may be right. Whatever. But mm-hmm. we don't know if it was Annie actually pulling on his head. Yeah. Or if it was some mysterious fucking ghost force. Spirit, bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <sighs> and then we get a view of the notebook. We get a view of Charlie's notebook. And it's just picture and picture and picture. Of Peter. Of Peter. With a tear. With, no, it's his mole you're thinking of. (laughs) There's a tear on the other side. No, but his eyes. Are black. They're crossed out. every single picture have X's over them. Mm -hmm. And then Annie takes the notebook and Mm. she. Okay, might I add you at this point. Her relationship with Steve has hit the fan. Yeah. And Steve is sleeping on the couch. That night, Steve is in the bed with her, and he tries to console her again because he knows she's had a rough day. Yeah. And then he gets pushed away again, and he packs his stuff up and goes to sleep on the couch. And, and, and that's where in, we find out that Steve takes some sort of anxiety medication. Yeah, he or some kind of fucking sleeping medication mm-hmm. to put himself out. And he's dead asleep. It must be sleeping medication because she lights a fire mm-hmm. in her living room with him on the couch, and, and then, he doesn't wake up. 
she tries to burn the sketchbook, but when she like starts mm. to burn the sketchbook, her own arm, her sleeve starts to catch fire. Mm-hmm. And she can't put it out. She keeps trying to put it out. Yeah, and she keeps trying to put it out and just will go away go until she finally takes out the sketchbook. She takes a fire poker and takes it out. And stomps it out. Stomps it out. And, and then the fire, the fire on her arm goes out. Mm-hmm. She's like, I, I guess I can't do this. Uh-huh. And then... Fucking Peter goes back to school the next day. Peter goes back to school. What and the then, fuck? At the same time, Annie goes back to Joan's apartment. Mm-hmm. And she's knocking on the door. So while Peter is in school, Steve is at work, uh-huh. Annie goes Annie to goes Joan's, to apartment. Joan's apartment. This is the next morning. And Joan isn't there, but we get a shot inside of Joan's house. Mm-hmm. There are no lights on, but there are candles burning mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it pans out from the front door back into the um, dining area where they were having the seance. Mm-hmm. And on the table is... I didn't realize this when we first watched it, but on the table is one of Charlie's little figures. There's two of them. Mm. Three of them. Charlie's little toys, along with a... Um, photo of Peter. A photo of Peter inside of a triangle. Yeah, like a wood, mm. handmade triangle. And then we cut back to Peter outside during lunch at school. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he hears someone yelling his name. Across the street. Across the street. And we look across the street, and it's fucking Joan. Mm-hmm, in the parking lot across and from And Joan him. is yelling. She, what does she say? She's like, I... You gotta get out, Peter. Or, yeah, she's like, you gotta get out. She's like, I, I tried you or Yeah, something. and I tried to get you out. Uh-huh. Which makes you think that, like, Peter has some weird shit going on with him, and she tried to save him. Uh-huh. And also, you also see the scene of, in between, after that, you see Steve at work mm-hmm. on his computer reading news articles about the exhumed body yep. of his mother-in-law. Yep. And he's reading it, and they still say that there's no evidence found of who did it, uh-huh. and he's just kind of like... I'm not going to lie. He's sitting there having a drink at work. Yeah. I mean. Going over all of this shit. He's gone through a lot. (laughs) So they're all like really having shit days. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know what possessed Annie to do this, but she goes back and up into. um, She goes back home after she comes from Joan's house. Mm-hmm. Or no, she goes into her studio and starts going through albums. Well, she goes back home and she starts looking through albums, you know. And then she finds a photo album. A photo album. That and I guess she's never seen before. And it starts out with photos of like. Of her mom. Of her mom and her dad. And mm-hmm. her and her brother. And baby Charlie. And then. And family. And then it gets like family photos like her and Steve and Charlie. And then her and Steve and Charlie and Peter. And then we start to see pictures of her mom with these random people. Rando people. And a. In a gown mm-hmm. at some kind of event. Mm-hmm. It looks like a wedding or like a party. Uh-huh. And Annie is going through these pictures. And she also comes across a spirit- the spiritualism book. Mm-hmm. And, and another necklace. Mm-hmm. The necklace with that weird symbol on it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that that symbol is connected to 
a demon called King Payman. But she also sees a photo of her mother. Of her mother. At a table. With Joan. With Joan. With a picture of her family mm-hmm. in the background. Yep. It's it's a picture that we saw earlier in the album. It's a photo of Steve and Annie and Peter mm-hmm. and Charlie, like in front of like a dock yep. or like some kind of scene behind them with the eyes of their children crossed out. And I think she was in the attic for this because that's when or no, no she's, she's in her office mm, she's in her office mm. and then she walks out and then she sees flies or she well, hears flies she first she like continues to see this and she starts reading about payment and then i think she slowly everything's starts making to sense put the pieces together this is when well, everything starts to come the last picture she looks at last picture she looks at of her mother is her mother with her arms out having gold coins thrown at her mm-hmm. and a bunch of random people around her and Joan in the background with a big menace smile. Yep. And then you read the paragraph about Payman mm-hmm. and Payman gives gifts yep. to its summoner or its medium, mm-hmm. which so what you and I added up is that she became wealthy yeah. after bringing this, after demon? manifesting this demon demon yes which this all comes together now that her mom is in a cult yeah and they worship fucking crazy demon spirits and fucking devil fucking creatures and shit mm-hmm. it is a satanic death cult mm-hmm. basically and she sees what she sees what she hears actually is she hears somebody downstairs and she comes out of her room, out of her office. Mm-hmm. And as she's about to go down the hallway, she sees a fly mm-hmm. that comes down from the attic. Mm-hmm. And so she holds the attic door <clears throat> and, and more flies more come flies out. And more flies and more flies just start coming out of this attic and mm-hmm. she goes up. And she has a lantern mm-hmm. or a flashlight. And... She's looking around this attic, trying to find where these flies are coming from, and then she notices a smell mm-hmm. and tries to find the source of this smell. And, and then, then she shines a light on the wall, and a wall has a symbol on it. Uh-huh. And then in if it pans down a little bit, and then you see candles on mm-hmm. the ground of the attic, which we're lit by the attic. That's yeah. a fire hazard. And then... <laughs> we see the charred headless corpse body of her fucking mother annie's mom in the attic just laying in the fucking attic of their house Mm -hmm. and then annie just fucking screeches yep and then this next scene i think this was your fuck this shit i'm out moment I hated this scene, okay? Because I'm sorry, I hate this fucking shit. We're back shit. in school with Peter. I, I'm i so disturbed by this. And Peter is just sitting in his desk. And then... A blue orb. Mm-hmm. And then the same blue orb that Charlie saw inhibits Peter. It comes in through the window. <clears throat> and then it does the weird room lighting thing. Mm-hmm. And then it... You see it enter in through the front of his head. Yeah. It doesn't go in his mouth. It goes in, like, right through the center of his head. Mm-hmm. 
And when that happens, my nightmare fuel is <laughs> lit. All of a sudden, you see a... Dis- uh, no, you see the back of Peter. Uh-huh. And then you see him chuck his fucking arm up into the air. And his like fingers he, and his... Like his fingers are locked up. But he does it like he has something to say. Mm-hmm. And the teacher in this poor fucking classroom goes... You can see <laughs> yes, in the background, he's like, yes, Peter. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the teacher goes dead silent. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> and you're like... Why is the teacher silent? And then all the kids turn around, and you can see the kids' faces, and they're all screaming, and they're terrified. Oh, just the, the just like the, the the vision of Peter's face. Either way, the kids are scared, and we still don't know what the fuck they're looking at. And then it turns the camera turns around to the front of Peter, and all of these kids that are behind Peter have already fucking scooted their asses miles mm-hmm. away from him. He has stroke face yeah his eye is twitching mm. he's sweating his, his like half his, of his lip, lip is, is like snarled. snarled up the bottom half of his lip is drooping his whole fucking arm and hand is locked up his body is like, like it looks like his face is about to pop oh my is god like the best way I can his explain. body is like shaking mm-hmm. he's like violently vibrating and then he starts slamming his fucking head into the desk. Yeah. It's just, it starts out with one big whop. And then all of a sudden it's like whop. And then it's like whop, whop, whop. Mm-hmm. And as if those kids had already not backed away, they were backing away yeah. faster than they had ever moved in their bodies. And then Peter finally snaps out of it and starts freaking the fuck screaming. out. He throws himself out of his chair. His desk flips over. The kids are all fucking shook. Mm-hmm. And his face is covered in blood. He clearly broke the shit out of his fucking nose. Yeah, because after that, we see Steve pick up Peter and driving Will him home. Will you see Steve pick up the phone? Yeah. He gets a phone call, and it's like, you don't hear anything, but you hear go, what? Yep. Now? Oh, I'm on my way. <laughs> and then he, like, picks him up, I guess. Mm-hmm picks him up from school i'm thinking that they just think that he had like some punk episode or some shit yeah and then the next scene is him in the back seat of the car and he has this brace over his nose mm-hmm. and his eyes are black so black he the definitely fuck out. broke his fucking nose and in that little episode he is like kind of talking to him steve is kind of talking to him, peter mm-hmm. peter's like in and out of consciousness oh no peter is totally unconscious because he goes in and um, they carry him up the stairs. Yeah, Steve and well, Annie have to. He carry. pulls up. Steve pulls up to the driveway. Uh huh. And Annie is and running Annie's out of the, the door. Annie's in the driveway. Like, she's running, running at next him to this car. Mm-hmm. She's running at him. She goes. Uh-huh. She goes. There's a body. Yeah. <laughs> He's like. And she's like, wait, what? 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 She's like, like, she doesn't know which is more important. The yeah, fact she goes, that her mother's body is in her attic, or, her or the fact that her son up. is unconscious well, in the back of yeah, his car. Yeah, well, because she first sees, she first like sees Steve, and mm. she goes like to him to just think that Steve is home. Mm. So she's like, oh, there's a body, and then she like and then she sees Peter, and then with Steve his face like keeps driving him. a little bit further, and then she hits the back window and sees it. Oh my god! Goes, what oh my god! My baby is okay. And then, so, Steve is explaining. He's like, oh, well, he, you know, this happened, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, okay, let's get him upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, then I have something to show you. Mm-hmm. Which, at this point, Steve 
the last thing, if I was Steve, the last thing I would want is that fucking woman telling me she wants to show me something. See, I thought during this scene, I thought that it would be, like, a sleepwalking episode to where, like, the body isn't actually there, but it turns out, and he's like, no, you need to go up there. There's a body in our fucking attic. Mm -hmm. And he gets up there and there's nothing. That's what I thought was going to happen. And then Steve gets up there and he's, holy shit. (laughs) Well, they carry Peter up into his bed Mm -hmm. and he's in his bed. And then she, she goes, there's a body. There's, there's a body up there. There's Mm -hmm. a body up there. And he's like, sure. Yeah. And he goes, well, I think he just goes up there to like, just Just to appease her. her. Just to appease her. And sure as shit. There's a fucking body. Well, he fucking (laughs) opens the attic door and And then all the flies come down. So then I'm thinking, oh my God, this is actually real. And then he goes up there, and you don't see him go up there, but you hear him. Yep, sure you hear him shit. yell. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, who is it? And he's like, I don't know. The head's not there. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that made me laugh. She goes, is it my mom? And he goes, I can't tell. There's no head. <laughs> but then this is where... I'm like, of course you can't fucking tell. This is where... Steve accuses Annie of of being yeah. the one who exhumed her mom. Because he finally brings it up. He goes, I got a phone call a month ago, or months ago, that mm-hmm. your mom's body was exhumed. Mm-hmm. He goes, I knew it was you. Yeah. He, like, automatically, without even question, places blame on her. Yeah. And she's, like, she's really playing the victim card, and he thinks that she's playing the victim card. Yeah. She... He thinks that she's just fucking lost it. Yeah. And Annie's idea to get this whole thing to stop is mm-hmm. we need to we need to get rid of the sketchbook. Mm-hmm. I can't burn it, though. Yeah, I can't. I'm too scared I'm to too do scared it. I'm too scared to she's do it. Too I need somebody to else in. to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. She goes, you want to save your son. Yep. And he goes, Peter's not involved in this is what he gets to. Mm-hmm. Which, might I add you, he has no idea how involved Peter actually is. And he'll never know. Peter is all the way in. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, he says that. And they, he goes, she goes, oh, well, you know, I got to do it. And she's like spraying the fucking book and like, <laughs> and this is, this is the point. In they're the arguing. Movie. They're really arguing. He's literally saying you need to get mm-hmm. some help. I think it's time for you, Annie, to get some help. I think we need to go see somebody. I think this needs to end. And then Annie snatches the book. Because he's holding him. the book in front of the fire. Mm-hmm. This is the point in the movie. <laughs> Just do it. Where everything falls apart is fucked. But Annie snatches the book from <laughs> Steve. And, and just chucks, chucks it in, in the fire. <laughs> She's like, I've had enough. I'm done. I'll fucking do it myself. Yeah. Chucks this book into the fire. And then fucking Steve bursts into flames. And when you mean like bursts into flames, he fucking His burst. entire body. His entire body toe, is just... engulfed in fucking <sighs> flames. Like someone yeah. doused him in paint thinner and threw a fucking match on him. Yeah. He's just, oh my God. And she doesn't fucking put him out. She stands there. And watches her husband burn, running back and forth. Might I add you? Oh God! Just on fucking fire. She stands there and watches him on fire. Oh God! This next thing that happens is some of 
This is the last 30 minutes of the movie. This movie is almost three hours long. And the first 90 minutes of this movie are very slow to build. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a slow to build It's bad. It's a slow to build that, like, I'm it, glad they the did pacing, it. It educated us. The pacing in this movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's... It's over two hours long, and it feels like two hours long, mm-hmm. but in the best way possible. If you think that the first 30 minutes in this movie is fucking bad... It pales in comparison... To the 30 minutes. ...to the last 30 minutes yeah. of this fucking movie. That is just fucking bonkers. Because after we're done seeing... Steve lit on fire. Steve fucking burning... And her, his wife just watching him burn... We get... A shit show after a shit oh show after a shit show after a shit party we after did. a shit celebration after a shit wedding. We get a shot of Peter waking up in bed. Which who God knows. This could have been the next fucking day. And Peter sits up and he's just confused about what the he's fuck so is confused, going on. He says, he goes, Mom... Nobody answers. He goes, Dad. Nobody answers. I hate this so much. This is the creepiest part ever. I hate this so much. This is the creepiest shit ever. He's sitting on the end of his bed. While he's looking around, it's nighttime. I'm going to add this in. It is nighttime. Or dusk. It's dusk. It's night. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And you... You had to point this out to me. Yeah, I did. Because I didn't fucking see it. My teeth are clenched. I hate it. Oh, I want to throw this in that this is the first time either of us had seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Last week when we watched it was the first time either of us had seen mm-hmm. it. We went into this completely blind. Neither of us knew what this movie was about in no. any sense. Not any idea. We have heard, but we never, like, get, we never spoiled it. Thankfully, whoever we heard it from were good people and didn't give spoilers. But And we never spoiled it with ourselves. Yeah, we never spoiled it for ourselves. We were never like... Because we were always intrigued with it, but we were never like, oh, I wonder what it is, let me read about it. We're those kinds of people who are scared to watch movies that have a lot of hype. Yeah. But you had to point this out to me because I didn't see it. I hate it. But... And I know that this has to be the next day just by what she's wearing. But... It's the same thing. After we get the tight shot of Peter sitting on the bed, we move to a wide shot. Mm-hmm. And out of frame. I mean, out of focus. In the top left corner of the screen. Over his of, bed. Of his room is Annie. Fucking like Spider-Man. Literally stuck on his ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like on his wall. In the in corner. In the corner. Like, out of focus. In the dark. In the shadows. The way that I say it is like... It takes you... Like I said, if if you three don't have someone, three whole fucking seconds. It it takes it took me longer than that. It took me three seconds because even after you were like, "Oh my god, oh my god," I'm like, "What? What? Oh shit!" <laughs> the best way I can explain it is if you've ever seen the good old movie Legions. Oh yeah. The Legions, by the way, is not a horror. People claim it is a horror. It's not mm-hmm. a horror to me. It's a sci-fi. Um. The scene with the old lady in the diner. Where she's crawling where on the she's ceiling. Where she's crawling on the ceiling. But she, like, there's a scene right before she jumps off the ceiling. She's, like, perched in the corner. Uh-huh. That's exactly what the fuck Annie was doing. Staring at people. But you can't see her face. You mm-hmm. see no expression. Mm-hmm. You know that she's just, like, hooked over that fucking, like, a vulture looking then, at him. 
we get... And he's, like, so confused. He's dead silent. He's looking for people in his house. Yeah, and then we get another tight shot on Peter. And in the background... Well, first, no. He comes down the stairs. Mm -hmm. Mom... No, this is when he's still in his room. Because we get the wide shot. Oh, my God, yeah, he stands corner, up. And then it goes back to a tight shot. Mm -hmm. And then Annie is fucking crawling on the wall. Floating. Or, like, through the air. Swimming through the fucking air. Swimming through the air. Out of his fucking room. Swimming through the air out the door out behind him. Out of his fucking room. Yeah. Holy shit. Swimming. Just Holy literally air swimming. shit. Air swimming. Whew. And she leaves first. And then he, like, I guess he, like, feels something. Because he looks... Yeah. And he doesn't see anything. Yeah, he just doesn't know what the fuck happened. He just, something caught his attention and he fucking left. And it was like the second after she's like out of his eyesight through the door frame. Yeah, and so he didn't see it. And then Peter gets up and starts to investigate in the house. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he, first he takes his, first he takes it out of his room, out the hallway. He's like, mom, nothing. Dad, mm -hmm. nothing. He looks in his parents' bedroom, nothing. nothing. He actually walks past the hall and he sees that his grandmother's door is open. Uh -huh. And he like looks... But he doesn't, like, acknowledge anything. Yeah. And then he keeps going. And he comes down the stairs. You see this wide shot of him coming down the stairs. And then you see the wide shot of him cutting into their living room. And then he gets and to the And then next room. to the couch, he sees a, a, a fucking fried... Smoldering. Smoldering body. Still smoking. And at first, it's unrecognizable. Yeah. But he gets close, and he looks over it, and he yes. acknowledges that it's father. It has a wedding band. Yeah, and he's like, Dan. It's, it's, And he's it's just, dad. he's sitting there, and he's like, oh my god, oh my oh god. Oh god, these next but couple things that fucking... while oh he's looking at his dad's body... Ugh, I'm like getting chills, and I just feel gross inside. While he's looking at his dad's body, <sighs> which is a close-up shot, it wide shots again, and there's that bitch on the fucking ceiling again, again. Mm -hmm. watching him look at his dad's body. Yeah. She's fucking floating mm -hmm. in the air over him while he's crying over his dad's burned body. Mm -hmm. And then she drops down and starts chasing him through the house. She drops down on the ground. Well, at first she drops down on the ground and she runs. Mm -hmm. And he looks behind him and he sees yeah. her and she's running down the hallway and then he runs the opposite direction because yeah. at this point the only thing he can rationalize is that his mother just killed yeah their fucking dad yeah because he was unconscious for this whole thing yeah. he doesn't know what the fuck he has no happened. idea so he literally just thinks that his mom's murderer yeah. so would you not run from a murderer uh, i yeah. would run from a fucking even murderer. if it was my mom yeah. yeah exactly i'm fucking booking it yeah so that's what he thinks so he's running and so he goes and tries to find refuge in the attic yeah he pulls down the ladder for the well, attic because she runs adjacent from mm -hmm. him he goes up the stairs mm -hmm. and then she runs adjacent and mm -hmm. i guess she He's like, he watches her run adjacent and mm -hmm. he's like, oh my God, I only have a limited amount of time. Mm -hmm. But he's thinking logically like I would, where if you go upstairs, yeah. you have nowhere to go when you're upstairs. Yeah. So he goes up and he mostly goes up too, because when he runs adjacent and goes up the stairs at the end of the hallway, he can see her in his room, which is at the very end of the hallway. Mm -hmm. So then he's like, nope. And he starts fucking <laughs> unraveling the, the, the thing, ladder, the ladder. And he books it, mm -hmm. and he's not even looking around him in this yeah. attic. He's closing this attic door as fast as he can. And we hear banging. As this. he's closing it. 
God, and he gets it all this. the way closed. I fucking hate this. Well, listen, he gets it all the way closed, and he's holding it. He's holding it closed, Crying and he's screaming. hysterical, hysterical. And all of a sudden, you hear like, bam, 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 bam. Sounds like somebody's like punching. It's, it sounds like Annie is like banging her mm-hmm. fist on the attic door mm-hmm. but it as it turns out. out this bitch is stuck on the ceiling banging her fucking dome against the door <laughs> kyler was so disturbed by this uh, no the this. thing that happens next is some of the most scariest shit i have ever well, seen. you hated this part too though yes this part fucked me up that this part is, didn't mess me up this is number that was number two for me that was not we're about that was to number get three for me we're about to get into my fuck this shit i'm out moment of the movie well you see that and then it gets silent. It stops. He holds on to the attic door until it stops. And, and then when it stops, this motherfucker... Oh, no. We get a shot behind him. Yeah. When it stops, uh-huh. it pans behind him. And there is... Nobody. Nobody. The body in the attic... Is gone. Is gone. It's gone. There's no candles. Nothing. But... There's in the body's a... place. Oh, my God. I forgot about the part. When Annie falls from the ceiling. No, I forgot about the part when Annie. Yeah, Annie falls from the ceiling when um, Peter's looking at his dad's body where there's a dude standing in the fucking doorway. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a random naked guy in the doorway. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. When she jumps down from the ceiling startling peter as he's looking at his dad's dad's dead body Mm -hmm. you get a shot after annie drops down and runs Mm -hmm. that behind her there's just some strange fucking dude some dude i've never seen in my life we've never seen him in this this whole movie this is where my notes like start to go awry just because i was so fucking freaked out (laughs) yeah i know either way i remembered that yeah we are the only ones who see him Mm -hmm. peter doesn't see him Mm -hmm. but we see him Mm -hmm. and we're like who the fuck is that? Who, who is you? Who are you and why are you naked? But <laughs> anyway, back in the attic. Ellen's body is gone. Ellen's body is gone. But in its place is a picture of Peter mm-hmm. with its eyes crossed out. Mm-hmm. And as Peter finds this picture. You see a shot behind him again. He turns around. But you see a shot behind him again first. Mm-hmm. And there's people hiding behind shit. Mm-hmm. the shot that you get where peter's holding this picture of himself you see like a close-up God, peter holding a picture this. listen i hate this too but listen linda listen he's holding a picture <sighs> of himself and he's looking at it and he's like trying to fathom what's happening and he also sees the symbol on the wall he looks over and he sees a symbol and when he looks yeah. over there's a wide shot there's some fucking dude another naked dude probably the same naked dude behind the attic pillar and then there's a lady behind like a a box and then in the other corner mm-hmm. there's like another lady just random naked behind people. like a mannequin and you're like oh my god there's like four fucking people up there yeah four people and then we start here and they all have this gross ass smile on their face they're all like fucking malevolent <sighs> about shit I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> then it zooms back into Peter's face. And we start hearing this noise. Just <laughs> this this noise is like shink, 
Shink, shink, shink, shink, shink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speechless. I know, you hate this. This fight. was... I don't get scared of horror movies. Mm -hmm. I don't. I have... <laughs> the last time I was scared at a horror movie was when I was seven years old. Other, I was like 11. Other than that, I have, I have not been scared of a movie. There's mm -hmm. not been a movie that scared me. This fucking part is the scariest fucking thing I have ever seen in a movie, and it literally scared the piss out of me. We hear this fucking noise. Did you pee a little? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we hear this fucking shink, 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 shink noise. Mm -hmm. Peter turns around, and Annie is floating in the fucking behind air. him. With all the people on the ground around her. Stabbing herself in the fucking neck with a blank face. And she's going, shink. One, she has like two knives, yeah. one in each hand. And she's going in each side of her own neck. Mm -hmm. Stabbing herself in the fucking neck. I getting know. progressively faster. She goes, shink, 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 shink. To the point where she is... Like, she must have stabbed herself 30 fucking times. Plus. Just progressively getting faster with this fucking shit. And I hate that. Peter is just... At this point, he stopped crying. He's literally just yeah. like... And this is when Peter snaps back into it, and he's like, okay, fucking bye. Well, he sees that. And while he's looking at that, the people around him start to hone in, Close in. on him... And he's still looking at his mom Stabbing while he's herself. backing away with these people honing in on him. And then she lowers herself to the ground mm -hmm. again with like a heavy like, Phew! and then he's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. And, like, and jumps out the attic window. Jumps, face force, just uh, nosedives out of the attic window. Mm -hmm. Just fucking nosedives out mm -hmm. of the window. And then I thought that was going to be the end. Me fucking too. I wish it was. Nope. <laughs> he lands in the fucking garden. In the bushes. In the garden. In the garden. And then we get a shot of slowly zooming in on his body. Mm -hmm. And then he's It moves. goes quiet for once. Mm -hmm. And then a blue orb. And then he starts to move. And Well, first the blue orb. Mm -hmm. It it goes it, into him. It leaves him. It, it does him. its whole thing. Well, first it leaves him. Mm -hmm. And then it like floats around and then it comes back in him mm -hmm. because I think that's the symbol of like the death and then the rebirth uh -huh. um, because it was already in him at school it had already entered him yeah. before but then when he died he it it left and then came back and then he slowly starts to like move after the blue orb leaves and comes back and he Still is laying on the ground. And he's like on his knees now. He's starting he like to pull himself up off the ground. And he looks over and he sees his mom. Mm -hmm. Floating. Levitating through into, the fucking air. Into the treehouse. Which all has all of its lights on. Its lights are on. The whole house behind him is dark. But mm -hmm. the treehouse is lit. And he watches just his fucking mom. Just gracefully float. Just gracefully levitate the fuck out of that house. And then into this treehouse. And then you hear... Music. But first you hear a loud, like... Phew, yeah. Like a loud thud. Uh-huh. And then you hear music. 
And then you see Peter finally on his feet. Mm-hmm. And he's like staring at the treehouse for like a good like couple of seconds. And then this is where like I was like, don't you ever, don't you fucking dare. Because I, reasonably at this point, I thought Peter was just Peter. Mm-hmm. I thought Peter hadn't died and he was just being a dumbass and being yeah. one of those people were like, why do you go back in the house if you know it's haunted? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, if I was, like, the way I was thinking it is, oh my god, he lived. He made it out of there alive. He should have fucking booked it into the woods. Mm-hmm. Why are you going back into the treehouse, you dumb dummy? Anyway, he walks, starts, he steps over the bushes, just walks <clears> to <throat> the treehouse, and I'm like, you better not, you better not, you better not. Why are you doing this? You're stupid. And then we get the shot of Peter's head poking into the treehouse. Mm-hmm. And right in and front of him. There's a fuck ton of naked people. Well, no. Right in front of him, the first shot you get is the mannequin. Mm-mm. You see the naked people first. The mannequin is like the last thing you see. There were these naked people. And they're all in a bowing and position. All in a bowing position. Mm-hmm. And at the front of it is the body of his grandmother. Well, he finally steps up in it. Mm-hmm. Then he sees the body of his grandmother. The at decapitated. The front, at the front of these people is... The charred body of his grandmother mm-hmm. ba- in a bowing position mm-hmm. and the freshly decapitated corpse of his mother in a bow- also in a- bowing to this effigy yeah. of a being of a being of this mannequin mm-hmm. that has Charlie's decomposed head at on the, the top. top with a crown on it. Holy shit. <laughs> With a crown. Mm-hmm. A big golden halo. And then on the statue we see a picture of Ellen mm-hmm. that says... It's behind the statue. It says... On the wall. Queen Lee. Mm-hmm. Queen Lee. And then... Who's there? Miss Joan. Joan. <laughs> Who else? Joan takes a crown off of... Charlie's dismembered head that was on top of the mannequin Mm -hmm. and puts it on Peter. Mm -hmm. And this is when she welcomes Payman Mm -hmm. into the world. This entire thing, the entire thing with Charlie dying and all of this shit was a large ruse to get payment we we totally skipped over a very important fact mm. payment needs a male host mm-hmm. we totally skipped over that fact payment needs a male host and now with charlie and annie gone payment can finally have his male host and he is inhabiting Peter. This movie was fucking insane. <laughs> this movie was fucking nuts. Mm. I, I I don't even know like. It's 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 got to be the like scariest movie that I've seen. I don't know about you. What are you looking for? So I found the last lines. What Jones says. Oh, Jones' little spiel there. in the treehouse. She goes, and I quote, because Peter looks, it's not Peter, but no. the expression on his face looks scared. 
Yeah. He looks terrified and he looks extremely uncomfortable and he's hesitate. He kind of has the Charlie face, mm-hmm. the Charlie face, the uncomfortable. I'm yeah. uncomfortable. I don't want to be here. Charlie face. And Joan goes, Hey, 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 it's all right. Mm-hmm. Charlie, you're all right now. Might I add you audience? We're not looking at Charlie. We're no. looking at Peter. Yes. And then she goes, you are payment. One of the eight Kings of hell. We have looked to the Northwest and called you in. We've corrected your first female body and give you now this healthy male host. We reject the Trinity and pray devoutly to you. Great payment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Give us your knowledge of all secret things. Bring us honor wealth and good familiars blind all men to our will as we have bound ourselves for now and ever to yours and then she screams hail payment and then the naked members of the coven yell yell hail payment hail payment hail Mm -hmm. payment and that goes on until it cuts until we get the credits yeah it i was Fucking mm-hmm. dumbfounded. Yep. So, Payman walks the earth. Yeah. And in, in his most powerful form, in a healthy, healthy male, male host. host. With a broken nose, healthy as they're gonna get. <laughs> I mean, like... It's... Actually fucking... That was, like, the nuttiest fucking part. And then I'm just going through this... Um, stuff this like this site that has like the most quoted um scenes from the movie mm-hmm. and the one right before it that like fucks me up is he goes like it says peter and then has like uh-huh. like what he said right before it when he's like holding the door shut when his mom is banging his head, he's uh-huh. like, make it stop. Make it fucking stop. Make it stop. Oh, yeah. That's, like, the last time you see, like... True Peter. Genuine true Peter, like, being completely fucking overwhelmed by shit. Uh-huh. Like... Because during that time, Payman was in Annie. Mm-hmm. Payman was trying to get to Peter. hmm So that's why when Annie... <laughs> I guess, stabs herself in the neck, and then Peter throws himself out of the window. She is releasing payment. Yeah, that's why when he throws himself out of the window, the orb leaves him, and then another one enters mm-hmm. him. Um, and that that's also when we figure out that payment has been inside Charlie. Mm-hmm. For, Before that. Since she was born. Pr- pretty much for the entirety of the mm-hmm. movie. Since she was born, that's for why. For the entirety of her life, she has her been Her whole life, payment. actually, because, like she starts reminiscing about like how her grandmother had control over her mm-hmm. and how that was like her thing. That so, that was her whole thing of who's going to take care of me now, which could have been Charlie mm-hmm. or it could have been Payman mm-hmm. saying that line of who's going to take care of me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then this is the one that you like is when they have the scene where they're both, where she's having a dream. She's sleepwalking and she sleeps Peter Uh, And he's like, she looks at him and she's like, cause he wakes up and she's like, why are you scared of me? And he's like, what? And then she goes, I never wanted to be your mother. And he goes, 
Why? <laughs> and then she goes, I was scared. I didn't feel like a mother. But she pressured me. Mm-hmm. Which we come to find out was her mom. It was her plan all along. And then he goes, then why did you have me? And then Annie goes, it wasn't my fault. I tried to stop it. Yeah. Which, as a teenage boy, that would literally just make you think that you your mother that tried to abort you. Yeah. And then he goes, How? And she goes, however I could. I did everything they told me not to do. But it didn't work. She tried to force herself to have a Mm -hmm. miscarriage. And he goes, and then she goes, I'm happy it didn't work. And then he goes, you tried to kill me? She goes, no, I did not. I love you. And he goes, you tried to kill me. And and that's She's when like, we I love you. that they're both soaking wet. Yeah. And, and then, and then, well, no, they don't, you don't notice this until he goes, why did you try to kill me? And she goes, I didn't. I was trying to save you. And then he goes, why did you try to kill me? Yeah. And that's like. <sighs> yeah. This, this movie was so good. It was so good. It, it absolutely did live up to all of the hype that we had heard about it. 100%. This is what Annie says at the dinner table. So he goes, Peter first. The reason what triggers her is Peter goes, you okay, mom? Mm-hmm. And she goes, what? And he goes, is there something on your mind? And she goes, is there something on your mind? And then they argue. And then at the end, when she's screaming at him, she goes... You don't swear at me because he sweared at her. Oh, yeah. He, he, he said fuck to her. Mm-hmm. Or and something. he goes, she goes, you little shit. Don't you ever raise your voice at me. I am your mother. And then she goes, all I do is worry and slave and defend you. And all I have to get back is that fucking face on your face. <laughs> so full of disdain and resentment. face on your face. And always so annoyed. Well, now your sister is dead. And I know you miss her, and I know it was an accident, and I know you're in pain, and I wish I could take it all away from you, mm-hmm. and I wish I could shield you from the knowledge of what you did. Yeah. But your sister is dead. She's gone forever. And what a waste. If it could have maybe brought us together or something, if you just have to say, I'm sorry, or face up to what happened, then maybe you could do something with this. But you can't take responsibility for anything. So now I can't accept. I can't forgive. Because nobody admits to doing anything wrong. Yeah. Like, the quotes in that are so fucking good. Because Mm -hmm. they're so real. Like, that's shit that, like... Yeah. An actual family would say to each other. That's what a breakdown sounds like. That's what a breakdown sounds like. But yeah, this movie was absolutely amazing. It's phenomenal. So to recap, we had three deaths in the movie. Oh, who gives a shit? They all could have fucking died. They all could have died. Well, technically they three, all could died. Three, technically four. Steve. Yeah, because we had Steve, Annie, Charlie, Annie, and Peter dies. We're throwing Peter in there. Yeah, because he just his body is there, but he's not mm-hmm. there. Yeah, the movie runs. Was it two hours and seven minutes? Mm-hmm. I was gonna say in Joan's family, but she could have been lying the whole time. Mm-hmm. We don't know if that's an actual fact. <laughs> she could have just been lying. She fabricated that. Yeah. Um, out of 10, what do you give this movie? What do you give Hereditary? I said 9.5 after 9. I 9.5. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm agreeing. I'm, I'm 100% agreeing with you on that. It's, it's going to be it's, so rare for me to give an actual 10 to a movie, though. Yeah. This was close. Mm-hmm. This was close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... That was Hereditary. Mm-hmm. And all of its... 
fucking glory. In all of its glory. In all of its heart-wrenching, soul-crushing glory. Is it shit? <laughs> it's fucking madness. It's nightmare fuel. Oh, boy. I was shook on that for a whole 24 hours after. That was a whole experience. A whole 24 hours. It resonated in my brain. It, it fucked was a, me It up. was a whole experience. Yeah. 24 hours. Oh, God. It was stained in my head. Like mm-hmm. a skid mark on underwear. Yeah. Just <laughs> in my brain. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. That was it. Um, since it's getting into spooky season now, we're going to start trying to... Do more things focused on that. We're going to start trying to... Trying to. Hence, we both have two jobs during this season. Yeah. We're going to try. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to focus on some Halloween, some... Halloweener. October type stuff. Halloweener? <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's October. Get dick. What? Yeah. It's <laughs> just the season. Okay, then. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Alright guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. You can find us on pretty much all your favorite podcasting apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, Twitter. Yes, Instagram at podcast underscore cemetery. Twitter at podcast cemetery. Email us at podcastcemetery.com at gmail.com. Podcastcemetery at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And be nice and be respectful to yourself yes. and love one another. Be nice, be nice to people, be nice to yourself. All right, guys. Have a great time. Goodbye.